Hello everyone, this is the Joyclicks Gamescast. I'm your host, Christian Buckley, joined as always for episode 24, 24 times now, Kevin Diaz, the Cozy Conductor. What's going on? How we doing? Uh, right before this recording, <laughs> my Mac decided to just give up today. Yeah. <laughs> he just blocked all the way out, but here we are. We're mm-hmm. back, buried never. Hopefully my Mac is okay, you know, mm-hmm. through this whole podcast. Hope it doesn't. And at least when it did go blackout, right, it did save the QuickTime video that I was recording. That's for the generous. I was like, wow, that was really intriguing. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, huh. So there you go. How you, How you doing, doing Kevin? Good, sir? Oh, oh, look at look that. At us. Look at that. <laughs> I'm doing good. Doing nice. good. Hanging out. Mm-hmm. Cooling, booling. How are you, good sir? Doing good. It's summer. Gotta adjust the the studio area to be a little cooler. But other than that, ready to talk about some games. We got a good show lined up. Lots of news. Lots of industry news this week, Kevin. We don't get a lot of weeks where we talk a lot of industry stuff. We had industry stuff this week. I'm down. I'm down. And let's, uh, let's get into it. Games as always because this week's POTS is going to be one of the, the old classics where we run through the next quarter of game releases and pick some highlights. But before all that, it's time for patch notes. Patch notes, of course, where every week, if there's something we either got wrong, a story we brought up last week with a little bit of information we want to add on instead of bringing the whole thing up again, uh, this is where we do that. This week, we got one. Uh, I got I don't think I had a specific date last week. I think I might have said it might have been internationally at some point or launching in specific territories, but Kingdom Hearts Dark Road, the spinoff of the mobile game mm-hmm. that is about young Xehanort and how he became evil is available now and I started downloading it on my phone. Wait, is that an existing title that's already been out before? Or... So, Union Cross was the mobile game where everybody looks like a little storybook character. Okay. Dark okay. Road is a spin-off from that dev group that fleshes out the series' main antagonist. Hmm. A spin-off of a spin-off of a mainline series game. Yep. Is that right? Pretty much. They're all the mainline. This is the thing, Kevin. Well, yeah. If, you, yeah, if you're going to start Kingdom Hearts, <laughs> if anybody listening is going to start Kingdom Hearts, you have to realize... Everything is mainline, okay? They might as well yeah. just not number these things because three really should be like eight. <laughs> man. Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I tell you, they, they know how to do it, man. Oh, yeah. I tell you. They know how to, they know how to do it. They really do. Um, Can't hate on it. You know what else we know how to do? What do you know how to do? Good we, we know how to play some games because we mm. have been playing not many this week, but a lot of game time. I can tell you that. <laughs> Um, Truly. First up, you want to give a little update to Minecraft Dungeons? Yeah, so Minecraft Dungeons uh, been... uh, I'm not sure if I said it on the show last week. I don't know if I had it purchased last week. I'm not sure if I did. Yeah, you... I think I did. You gave some impressions last week. Yeah, you were like a couple hours in. Oh, right, right. Okay, okay, I did, yeah. So um, I don't know if I said it then, but... Or maybe with you in private, but I said that I'm very glad that I bought... Minecraft Dungeons next to the next game that we will talk about, mm-hmm. uh, which is of course Last of Us Part Two, um, and playing them to, you know, at the same time because it, it's been a very nice levity, a source of like happiness, if you will, sure. <laughs> with Minecraft Dungeons, you know, like a very lighthearted experience, uh, you know, in comparison to the uh, brutalness of Part Two. But Minecraft Dungeons, uh, I'm at the last dungeon actually, a very short game. It's about nice. like four or five hours long, um, but it's like meant to 
be a game that you go back and do some of those dungeons and harder um, difficulties with the uh, better armor and different weapons that you got throughout your playthrough of the first time you're going around and they even have uh two different dungeons that are going to be dlc i think mm-hmm. that are going to be released later on i don't know if they're paid or they're free updates I- i'm not really sure of the nature of them sure. but um it's been fun dude it's a really 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 fun game um the story is not delivered in the best possible way it's just like a quick like like uh, uh swooping camera of the dungeon that you're uh, that you're about to play with some VO over like what's going on. So it's not like the most like elaborate way to bring the story, sure. but the story isn't even that in depth in the first place. It's more about just the core gameplay of just running through dungeons, finding better equipment, da da, you know. And uh there's been a lot of dungeons that are later on that really give like a decent challenge, you know. I'm not saying it's like Dark Souls hard or like anything like that, but like it's 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 been it's been pretty fun overall. Like I've definitely liked it, um, and and I've just had a lot of fun with it. You know, like it's definitely just a pure just, you know, it's perfect on Switch. I feel like too, like it's perfect mm-hmm. on Switch. I have my cousin who's playing it on console, um, so I don't know how it differs there. And I believe there is even crossplay. I think I said that last week too. There, yeah, there never is. checked on it. There is crossplay. I'm pretty sure every single Minecraft property going forward has crossplay now, with mm-hmm. the exception of like the, that real world one that's only on phones. But um, right. you were talking a little bit last week about like pretty simple to pick up, right? Uh, and you mentioned there being a bit more of a challenge. Outside of difficulty, has any of the systems or mechanics gotten more complex as it has gone on, or has it maintained that like accessibility of pretty simple? moment to moment right. stuff yeah so i think the main complexity that gets added is like these certain uh pieces of equipment that you get that aren't your weaponry so like mm-hmm. you have like a bow slot you have a sword slot then you have armor right for those top three and there's a bottom three that's equipment right so there's a few different equipments that get a little bit more complex as you go on through the game that you get um there's one called like i think it's called feisty bone where you can summon a dog to help you in combat um there's also ones that are like stabs that either emit like electric damage or like fire damage or they make your um sword attack stronger when you're in that staff zone like it has like an area of effect type deal um so and and there's like really really cool stuff uh with this one there's like this like purple like imagine like a purple tesseract that's essentially what it is, mm-hmm. and you hold it, and like it has like a giant, like super powerful beam that uh, like spreads across the whole dungeon that you can aim and stuff like that. Um, so I think that's where the main complexity comes in is those different types of equipment and different cooldowns and everything, and like what uh, you know this sword does better with with this type of equipment. So it's really like that's that's the realm of complexity that actually kind of raises it up to like a more i would say like a bit of a more sophisticated game as opposed to just being minecraft not to talk down minecraft but like there 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 are more elements that seem more sophisticated from other different like quote-unquote like console or like more mature games um that are in minecraft dungeons it just takes Mm -hmm. a while to get to but they're they surprise me for sure like how complex they can get um and it's really fun nice really really cool light-hearted super fun like a lot Every twenty bucks, you can't beat it, you know. And, and I'm sure the the lightheartedness that you kept coming back to, like you said, is welcome because the other game that you and I've been playing, 
is The Last of Us Part 2. Before yeah. we say another word, no spoilers, so don't worry about it. Uh, yep. We're probably not going to go super deep on this because I beat the game mm-hmm. already. Um, Kevin is going to beat it tonight after we record. Yep, pretty much like 100% unless like your internet goes out or like electricity. <laughs> like You're going to beat it tonight. Yeah, um, yeah. So Kevin and I and Jack are going to be doing a separate spoiler talk discussion that will be uploaded somewhere at some point in the next few days, probably maybe a week. Um, so surface level stuff, broad strokes right now. Okay. Um, do you have a question for me as someone oh, who has seen the question. game through? Because so, I, I know you've been okay. dancing around wanting to ask questions, but you're basically at the end of the game now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, uh, I don't know about, I, like, any question I, I ask at this point is going to be too telling. So, like, so spoil- okay. I don't think, yeah, like, I don't mm-hmm. think this question I have right now that I can ask, like, non-spoilery. Okay. But, um. Well, I have a statement I can make then. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. It's one of the best experience, emotional experiences I've had on my PS4. Uh, yes. of this generation um i i say experience specifically because i think as a game it's fine you know what i mean like i feel the same way about uncharted like love naughty dog games right love mm-hmm. every single one i played there's not a single naughty dog game i don't like um and i like that they're simple and straightforward with how they play but like gameplay wise like moment to moment there's nothing crazy the last of us part two has done in terms of like pushing back on me in terms of a complex level of systems you know what i mean like there's some challenge in there for sure like there's dogs now who can track your scent who like makes you really have to either constantly be moving or really be picking up bricks and bottles to distract them constantly um unfortunately i don't know if you can toggle this i played on survivor they don't let you turn off listen mode which was not included on survivor in the first game which i thought was great because it really made the gameplay and risk reward elements of survival horror shine in part one um and i found myself in part two using it as a crutch a little bit but they do some stuff there in terms of what's new to the more of the last of us gameplay which again last of us gameplay real solid but the crazy stuff is the stuff where they bring in narrative, you know, of like the context of the situation, what's going on around you, where you are. They do like try to surprise you with some subversions of story based mechanics because this is not a spoiler. It's not a spoiler. You probably experienced it. I don't know if it's an optional thing, but it's a canned event. Like it will happen not randomly it's probably maybe at some point maybe however many number of workbenches you go to but oh right okay um there's workbenches in the world like in the first game where you go up you upgrade your guns any weapons you can find in the game and you do this several times throughout the game you return to workbenches to upgrade them if you find scrap nearby uh i was walking through the streets of seattle as ellie i think like Mm -hmm. probably a third of the way through the game and I found this apartment building, locked down, found a way in, was exploring, um, 
what I really loved was I opened the door and there were like wind chimes when the door opened and Ellie was like, oh, that's weird. And mm. I found a workbench eventually and I went over there, did the animation, gave me the UI, and I was moving over to the gun I wanted to upgrade and all of a sudden Ellie gets attacked. Yeah. That was sick. Yeah, yeah, that that happened with me too. And the way you're describing it, I think it's the same building we're talking about. Here. Probably. I think it might be the same building. So like that, like maybe... Like a super scripted, like, okay, in this building, on this workbench, you will get attacked. But, yeah, I thought that was super cool. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So, I think that little anecdote is sort of emblematic of why I say experience, like, best experience rather than best game. Because the way they make their gameplay unique is by weaving it in with the story almost perfectly. Like, mm -hmm. no other game does, you know? So, like, right. it's hard to to me at least, say, best game experience I've had of the generation, or up there at least, when it's in a league of its own, and it's prioritizing different things, but the different things it does are so much better. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, yeah. That's where I'm at, at least. Uh, how, how are you... How do you feel about what I said? How do you feel about the gameplay? Because you messed around way more than I did with factions, so you're really ingrained with how the gameplay works in part one and going into two, so where are you with that? Yeah, so my main focus is going to be on the gameplay for this, like, non-spoiler talk real quick. So, uh, just for um, context, I'm on the last chapter. Mm -hmm. I am, I believe, 20 or 21 hours in. Uh, so, like, I'm at the doorstep of being the game. So, like, I'm right there. Like what good old Christian said, I'll be doing it after uh, this, this recording live. Um, but, of course, with me playing a lot of factions, and I loved the Last of Us 1 gameplay. You know what I'm saying? But I do recognize that, like, it wasn't the greatest thing in the world. And, like, really with all Naughty Dog, you know, the the main pull, I feel, is definitely its story and its narrative and its mm -hmm. characters and, and all that they do on that front. It's not necessarily the gameplay. Like, the Uncharted gameplay, you can make a case for four, I guess. But, like, overall, as their, you know, games, they don't really stand up that highly in terms of gameplay. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, like that's never really like the right home thing about them. Yeah, and, and that, that's not saying they're yeah. bad, right? Like, it's it's 100%, 100%. fine. It's good for being a shooting gallery in between cutscenes. Real fun, you know? Like, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. I, I I feel like because I played Last of Us Part One so recently and going through all Part Two alongside this year, me playing through Resident Evil Two, Three, Code Veronica, Four, now on Five, like comparing mm -hmm. survival horror. The way RE does horror gameplay and the way it does its shooting mechanics and stuff like that sort of started the survival horror genre, right? And right. with Last of Us, what's interesting is that, especially playing part one on Survivor, it pushes you to really not fully grasp your surroundings. You always feel like you're at a disadvantage. And it adds a tension, which builds into the story they're telling and the context of everything, which is why I was a little disappointed that listen mode is a default, but it, there is a really strong loop and process and rhythm to gameplay in Remastered without all like playing on Survivor for me that part two builds on and it builds on it in really interesting ways. So I'm not saying gameplay is bad, you know, I'm saying like, yeah, yeah, where you're coming from, like the story is the thing that shocked me and wowed me and is going to stay with me for years. Yeah. So at least for me, right? So, like, while the the story has been 
it has, again, not spoiling it, but man, this game takes turns mm-hmm. that I never saw coming. I like never even fathomed that like they would do something like this in this game. Yeah. Like it is very, very interesting, right? But I feel that you know when you look specifically at Naughty Dog Games, this is by far and away their best gameplay by miles. I I feel I, like. I think I would agree with you on that. Like I think what you were saying, like I think you were teeing this up before I uh, butted in there. But uh, yeah, Uncharted Four is up there in terms of like the peak uncharted gameplay and mm-hmm. yeah i do think last of us is pretty top tier in terms of what you're saying yeah like i honestly feel like at this point like this is the game that's finally broken into that echelon of like you could consider last of us part two to have like really really good gameplay and like have that be one of like its hallmark banners and that be not so much of a weird thing to say you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying like you're like never gonna hear like oh, Uncharted 2's gameplay is why I go to it. You know like yeah. not that that's not true, because mm-hmm. like it's not that again it doesn't have bad gameplay, but it's not like the main right. Like you're not gonna talk about Doom Eternal's gameplay in the same realm of like Uncharted 2 gameplay. You know yeah. But I think with Last of Us Part Two they finally made a game where like I think you one can make the argument of Part Two being amongst. The games with like one of one of the better gameplays in the industry in terms of a game, you know, um, and like man, oh, I can't wait for factions, bro. God, man, with this mm-hmm. with this gameplay, man, to be able to play this online, like factions, dude. God, I cannot wait for it, man. With this gameplay, like finally, finally being able to feel it on the sticks and like how it actually controls and the way you can even tweak the controls in the um options and all that mm-hmm. it's great but like it's it's story is obviously the main pull but like man it's taking turns that i can't wait and i can already anticipate and see like what conversations we'll be having yeah about this game and like what this game means and what certain aspects of it you know are telling without explicitly saying it you sure, know yeah. but there's there's gonna be some really good talks after mm-hmm. we're after i'm done with this game for sure definitely but it's great yeah it's great it's great it is um and i will add this i feel like there's probably more of a conversation to be had after the fact but like i read some of the leaks right Mm -hmm. i'd say 80 percent of what i read was fake and this game it's got some manufactured hate okay um a lot it's got it's been Ever since I read these leaks and saw people being like, oh, I hate it so much, like, I can understand not liking it, okay, because of some bold choices it makes. Yeah. I like when franchises I really enjoy and love take bold choices. See my, our episode of Jedi Knights about The Last Jedi. Um, (laughs) But I get it from that angle, but let me tell you, dude, this game is exposing a lot of, like transphobic homophobic people like holy that's what, my god dude yes that's man and like i i honestly thought a lot of it was just like oh man like you know maybe like at some point like maybe the game like does dip or maybe like it doesn't you know live up to whatever you know like i didn't get the full context of what they were talking about mm-hmm. right like while i was the first few hours into the game but once i got into the territory that is being hated on it's like you're just kind of a 
kind of a crap person. <laughs> like, yeah. If you you know what I'm saying like oh okay like I see like gotcha gotcha I see I see interesting mm-hmm. so, so yeah definitely. Um, Mm-mm. you led with a lighthearted thing. We just talked lots of us. I'll end with a lighthearted thing. Um, I started Crash Warped talking about Naughty Dog, right? Crash Bandicoot, the third in the trilogy, the last mainline Crash Bandicoot game that Naughty Dog did. Beautiful. Um, Beautiful. 33% of the way through it. A lot easier than the first two. Mm. Um, I will be going for the platinum in this because I think maybe like three or four years ago, I was like, I want to platinum all the Naughty Dog games that I can on the PS4, right? Right. And so far, I've done uh, Crash 1 and 2, Jack 1 and 2, the Nathan Drake trilogy, um, and that's it so far. So I've done like half of them. Mm. Uh, Interesting. This this one's next. We'll probably do part two by the end of the summer because I'm only missing a couple trophies and it's an easy platinum, so. Gotcha, gotcha. Gotcha. Well, glad you're enjoying it. Glad you're enjoying mm-hmm. it, definitely. Mm-hmm. And like, I let me feel you on that on that statement about how like, at least during the, like the PS2 era, going into late PS2, going into PS3, um, like as the gens have gone on, I feel like it definitely started like with the PS2. You know, mm-hmm. um, games did start to get easier. You know, because like I mean off of like me playing god war one and then god war two it's like night and day you know like and i would just phrase it that like there are hard parts in god war two but they're fair hard you know what i'm saying god war one is just like unfairly hard like Mm -hmm. did were the first two crashes like ever unfairly hard to you crash one absolutely yes okay i see see. too many enemies too many hazards weird hit detection not good not good bad level design um which again (laughs) Similar to Uncharted, Drake's Fortune, first shot, eh, you missed a little bit, you know? Like, there's some greatness there, yeah. but you missed it. Um, Crash 2, love it, still kind of hard. Crash Warped, um, manageable, you know? Like, there's still challenge in there, but it all feels fair mm. so far. Mm. So, uh, enjoying that one. I don't have a ton of history with Crash Warped. Crash 2 was the main game I played as a kid, but Warped is a lot of fun. I get it. I like it. I see. I see. So, uh, moving on. Kevin, I, I mentioned to you we have a new segment this week. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. What so, we got? the segment is called, You Might Have Missed It. You might have missed it. Didn't oh, I got know? something for you. Okay, here we go. Don't waste your time talking about <laughs> me. You prob already did. I missed you. Crash 4 got announced this week and we reacted to it. <laughs> we did we did we definitely did um we well certainly did so that's out in the world now being developed by toys for bob not vicarious visions who did the crash insane trilogy uh toys for bob did the spyro reunited trilogy uh i feel like the mo- the biggest conversation to be had there is based on the gameplay we already had that conversation that is available on the youtube channel if you're curious to hear more in-depth thoughts kevin do you have any closing statement on crash 4 I'm still thinking about playing through the Insane Trilogy. Um, I'm, I've been once again eyeing that thing, you know, mm-hmm. as if I'm in the uh, in the in the in the dance hall scene in Last of Us Part Two trailer. You know? <laughs> sure, I'm like Jesse leaning over, you know, mm-hmm. just just gazing upon the crowd. Mm-hmm. I 
like how you told me to skip God of War one, skip Crash one. You know what? You played. Really? You played what you need to of Crash in Uncharted four. You can go straight to two. Really? Yeah, Crash that's one. That's a bold statement. Yeah, you know, if you want, play the first island because it's included in that package. But you do not need to play the first game. It's very hard. Is there like any story stuff that like I should know? I mean, we'll probably talk about it off air. Yeah, perhaps, you can watch yeah. like a, a two minute. Like, there's two minutes of cutscenes in Crash One, that, and you'll get the whole thing. Mm, okay. So, because I definitely feel that way about God War One. So, mm-hmm. if you're saying like it's God War One level, then all right. Yeah, I feel you. Uh, next up, Smite, a mm. third person action multiplayer game. It's doing a crossover with Avatar: The Last Airbender. Okay. Very odd. And it's not just skins. They have, like, fully implemented moves and animations. You got Aang. You got Avatar State Aang. You got Zuko. You got Zuko in the blue face mask vigilante thing. And Korra and Avatar State Korra being added to the game. All play distinctly. All have their own abilities. Weird. Very, very... Like, it... If you, like, told me, like, this was real... I mean... this is one of those announcements that just seems fake. Yeah. Like, it it doesn't seem like it's real. Mm-hmm. Like, it sounds like, a, oh, like, a fan, like, you know, of a Smite really, you know, wants this to happen, right? Yeah. But like, why Smite? That's my very thing. Very weird. Very <laughs> Like, odd, are, are they testing the waters to see if there's enough of a, like, movement of people that are like, I'll try Smite for this because I love Avatar to make an actual Avatar game now again? Like, I have no idea. Yeah, maybe. I mean, like, I know one friend that is, like, a diehard Smite player. Like, mm-hmm. diehard. Like, that's his game, Yeah, you know? Um, and I'm sure there's a community there, like, I'm sure. But it's just very interesting choice, exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. super weird. Super weird. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of that, I've been kicking around for far too long now, starting that an- – uh, not anime, starting the, the show on Netflix, so. I was going to start this week. Well, last week. Because uh, I finished Rebels recently. Um, actually, no, I'm not. I'm gonna go through Resistance first. I mm. think. Yeah, it's short. So. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'll do that. But. And speaking of television, today, Thursday, Cyberpunk Edge Runner, an anime in the universe of Cyberpunk and Night City, has been announced, and it is coming to Netflix in 2022. Dude, I was I was making some breakfast after um, our stream. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, I didn't. I actually passed out for four hours and then went to go make breakfast at, mm-hmm. like, 1 p.m. Like, like an insane person. But mm-hmm. um, I was thinking more about it. Like, man, I'm excited for that, dude. Oh, yeah. That is, that's going to be great. Mm-hmm. I hope. It's going to be some good stuff. Yeah, that's going to be good. Also, Cyberpunk had a big presentation today. I guess we can add on to that. And uh, they showed some stuff new to the game, new stuff. Um, and, yeah. Those reactions and the crash reactions are available on the JoyClicks Reactions podcast or uh, playlist on youtubecom JoyClicks. So, indeed, check that out if you want the more in-depth conversation there. Uh, but Kevin, now it is time for news. News, 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 news. First up, hot off the presses earlier today, uh, TGS Tokyo Game Show 2020 has been announced mm-hmm. to be going digital this year. Uh, this is the first time since Tokyo Game Show began in 1996 that there's a weird shakeup with the event happening. Um, there was speculation that this was going to be a digital event over the past few weeks because of everything going on in the world. Uh, it is occurring for on September 23rd through September 27th, which is just a one-day difference from the original in-person show plan. 
So there's no games, there's no studios, there's nothing announced for this yet. So if you have things you want to say about expectations for Tokyo Game Show, you can squeeze that in. But what I want to ask you specifically Mm -hmm. is based on everything we've been doing, based on all these reactions we've been doing pretty much every day over the past couple weeks for not E3, E3 summer game mess, do you think E3 next year should take notes from TGS this year? Okay. Um, Yes. Because, like, TGS has always been obviously removed from E3, Mm -hmm. right? Um, But I do feel like E3 needs to really really look at how TGS is doing it because that is like one of the not as big as like an E3 but like or you know not as big as, I mean maybe it is maybe maybe it's way bigger over there uh on that side of the world you know than over here perhaps mm-hmm. right so maybe I'm just totally just talking just because I have a bias that well, I live in the US right but I, I I tune into TGS sometimes. There's never really any huge news. Like, right, right, right. Like Gamescom, I watch I th- it. Yeah. Gamescom, I think, yeah. usually has some pretty big stuff, especially recently. And then when it was happening, uh, Paris Games Week, when Sony used to go, that was pretty big too. That's where we got Ghost in the Part Two uh, scene. But mm-hmm. yeah, like obviously, I don't mind having multiple days to watch game announcements, right? But you definitely get some of the the effect that like the PlayStation Store has, right? Where they take anything, you know? Um, yeah. <laughs> because you're trying to be like, hey, look at all the stuff we have, you know? And I feel like that's what a lot of these conferences so far have been. Obviously, there's some highlights. Obviously, none of the stuff they're showing is like bad, per se. But... It's hard to make a good, solid presentation the way you'd make an E3 press conference, I think, when you don't have the same caliber of, or a variety of different importance, or not importance, but levels of production, I guess, you know? Maybe yeah. we, we have one show, and all of the games are three years out, don't have announcements, but this show, it has one big thing that elevates everything else. Like, everything is all over the place. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think I think something needs to be done here. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, because like, yeah, it's been um not quote unquote hard, right? Because I mean, you know, we're just giving our opinions on it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But like, it has been a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is what I'll say. Like, it's been it's been tiring in that manner of just like the sheer like volume of uh, different events that are ranging from like like you said like there's there's definitely some highlights, you know. Um, but there's been a lot of just like lulls, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, a lot of these events, which like definitely pose a question of like, all right, like did this event have to happen in theory? Yeah. You know, uh, so like I think we should be looking at TGS, especially mm-hmm. like when it when it comes down to when it is going to go live and like see how they format it and like how they do it because. Uh, they're definitely one of like the big brand names, like a Gamescom, like an E3, etc., that have been um, th- that like have a bunch of things there, you know. Yeah. So, so seeing how they translate that to a digital format, mm-hmm. I think it could be very, uh, you know, keen on looking at seeing how they do it, and hopefully they do it right, mm-hmm. whatever whatever that is, you know. Um, and hopefully E3 takes a little bit of a, a little bit of a of notes because. Uh, yeah, we were all very 
you know, <laughs> like E3, you know, let it die, kill yeah. it if you have to, burn the past, out of that. But mm -hmm. um, now <laughs> I'm kind of rooting for them, kind of. Yeah. Like, hey, maybe you weren't that bad, you know? Yeah. Well, it, since you're bringing up a Star Wars quote, I feel like next year's E3 is going to be like episode nine. I feel like it's just going to be a mess, dude. Like, I think, um, <laughs> I think, honestly, like, think about why this year happened, right? Right. Virus aside, right? Like, okay. the reason we have all these separate events is because each publisher, each organization making this event wants to own press for that day, right? Yeah. And this year, they're getting that. They're getting us, you know? They're getting all these other uh, enthusiasts online who make content to watch their sh stuff, restream their stuff, elevate, rebroadcast these things to a wider audience, right? And mm -hmm. the eyes being put on something like uh, the Future Game Show, right, or New Game Plus, those games are getting more eyes than they would have at an E3 when there's... They, maybe they don't all make it into the Nintendo Direct or the PlayStation Show. And so maybe they're in, like, that weird in-between highlight pre-show space. You don't get as many eyes there. So, yeah, like, like, every game is at, like, the, like, day four of like e3 coliseum mm -hmm. at like 9 a.m you know mm -hmm. how many eyes is that gonna really get right yeah, yeah. so like getting the taste of this i don't think next year at least the the big publishers like the ubisoft's the ea's the activisions i don't know if they'd be at whatever next year's e3 is because they get this taste of owning the weekend maybe you know like if there's smaller events it's like well we got star wars squadrons what do you got to show, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, I don't know who would show up next year, you know? And we thought Keeley was going to do this with Key 3 with Summer Games Fest, but he's really still kind of taking a back seat with it, you know? Like, he's just sponsoring and, like, highlighting these events. Yeah. Like, I would love to have a discussion, like, once, you know, Summer 2020 is up and, like, we're, we're, we're beyond all this barrage of different events and really, like, look at all of them. Look at the list that we are making after everyone, right? Mm -hmm. And, like, really, you know, judging, like, okay, like, who should stay? <laughs> and, sure. like, who needs to be conglomerated into, like, a bigger, like, you know, indies event. That's, yeah. like, all the indies go here. And, like, if you're obviously, like, an EA, Ubisoft, you have your own stuff because you always had. Sure. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. There you go. Right. Um, like, I think there's going to be a nice discussion on, like, all right, like, what do we think? should stay yeah and uh yeah what should probably be lumped in as a collaborative yeah. effort you know? yeah and like to be fair i still don't think anything that's been shown has been bad i think that shows right. can definitely improve if they return but i've had a ton of things that i would not have written down in a notepad to be like hey i want to keep an eye on this game you know definitely. because definitely. what i just talked about of owning the day it worked Last Saturday was my, like, Guerrilla Collective owned my time. And I walked away with a couple of indie games that I probably wouldn't have noticed somewhere else. Um, I mean, um, uh, what's the one that we loved? Oh, my God. Uh, uh, the the um, girl, uh, God. Haven? Haven, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> shout out. Like, shout, shout out, Christian. Haven? No, exactly would, what I'm talking about. <laughs> Haven would have been, like, in an Xbox sizzle reel for, like, 10 seconds. Not even. Maybe yeah. five. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, that's cool. What was the name of it? Oh, I'm looking at Dragon Ball Fighters now. <laughs> like, 
right. that, that like I feel like we can't go back from this you know like if we do do something new next year I think it has to be a body or a keely that <laughs> pulls in the stuff makes everybody agree okay Monday Tuesday Wednesday and we settle it you know and then the rest yeah. of that week Sony can own a day Microsoft can own a day EA Ubisoft etc like yeah, it's just hard to cut through the fat. And you brought up a good point about being tired of it, because if you do get tired, then maybe if there's a show you haven't heard of before and there's really cool stuff there, maybe you skip over it because you don't think it's important. We're literally having these conversations in the background, like yeah. literally right now. Like really, oh, man, like is this worth reacting to? Like, like has there been any talk about like this event? Like should we even, you know, like we're definitely having that right now Yeah, as we speak. Like mm-hmm. of like making trade-offs like does this seem worthy we all know da, da, da. yeah yeah, yeah. We'll see. A, lo- a lot of independent research too of like okay so who's making this event happen what's their twitter feed look like what are they promoing who are they following like I- i'm going through these steps right for like the events i haven't heard of and yeah. trying to figure out like gorilla collective i found out through greg and i went mm-hmm. through the gorilla Co- collective page i was like okay they're highlighting some cool games here worth it for sure um and then Jeff Grubb doing God's work, <laughs> like giving a full list of all the events, you know. Thank God. Thank God. So it shouldn't be, have to be up to Jeff Grubb, though, is I think what we're saying with this yeah, whole talk. Yeah, And I hope there – I think there will be. I mean, I don't know. I hope there will be. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, let's, let's, let's get the biggest heads in media. Let's – all the IGNs, GameSpots, like, we all need to talk. <laughs> but, like, look – Who's going to do this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. Also, but would be great if eventually it can be held in the convention center again, because I never went to E3. I never did either. Never so. did either. We'll see how that uh, continues. But we got some bad news next, Kevin. Oh, man. Here we go. More industry talk. So, randomly. Okay. Just a random, I think it was a Tuesday. Random Tuesday, maybe, in June. Uh... <laughs> Microsoft shuts down Mixer. All the partners, all the people that make their living on Mixer found out when all of us did. Very scary for yes. them. Yeah. I would, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We can get the... I'll, I'll give a few uh, little details first, and we can have a little talk there. Um, so Mixer is Microsoft's newest initiative, right? They There was originally a streaming service called Beam. Uh, Microsoft bought Beam a couple years ago, rebranded it to Mixer. Uh, last year, obviously, we saw Mixer make big purchases for content creators on the platform, specifically Ninja. And who was the other one? Shroud. Was Shroud. One yeah. Um, I'm sure there's more. But yeah. So Mixer has been like the underdog when i guess when it comes to game streaming right because twitch has twitch is the top dog youtube gaming has a lot of money behind it um so what's the kevin the the thing that is just makes this horrible on top of already having people have the rug pulled out from under them mm-hmm. so like a day or two before this whole thing went down a former Mixer employee tweeted out a story about their time working there, and let me tell you, there are 
some disgusting racists that Dis- work for Mixer. Whoa. Oh my god, dog. That was legit disgusting, bro. Yeah. Like, like there was no way you could have said that better. Like, it's just disgusting. Yes. Straight up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Like, I, I read those two. I, yeah. Yeah. It was, um, yeah. So. Just, yeah. Like, I, one, I don't. I don't know if I'm surprised, but like I don't know if I should be surprised or what. But like reading that, I was like, "Oh my god, how is this allowed?" Like even after everything, it's like we're still doing this. And then uh, the person who posted this account, right, said they filed multiple like reports to HR. HR ignored them. Like Mixer, Microsoft, get your shit together. Oh my god. <laughs> Factual. I'm gonna have to agree. Well, I mean, now they now they had the thing to get together, I guess, because they just you know, right? Ended it. <laughs> and so the, there's two separate stories here, right? Like there's the side of there's some bad people that work for Mixer, and then there's the side of Mixer pulling the plug so suddenly, um, mm-hmm. because pulling the like the platform at the end of this month, like. One, you don't notify your creators who sustain your platform and give your platform revenue and life. Um, two, it takes away their own revenue, you know? People trying to make partner, people trying to get sponsorships, people trying to yeah. earn money through this living. <clears throat> and then you announce that you're, like, transitioning resources to join Facebook Gaming or something. Like, I don't know who thought any of this was a good idea, right? And, like... yeah. Apparently there were rumors they were going to be shutting down, and so it's probably not a reaction to the comments about working there that came out, right? Like, you you wouldn't shut Mixer down in response to those accounts, right? Yeah, no. Um, I don't think you would. I think maybe there could be some tea leaves in terms of like maybe the timing of this mm-hmm. and the time when they announced it to cover up that story. You know, so we're all talking about Mixer ending and not really that, you know, critical story about that piece of crap, you know, uh, manager mm-hmm. at Mixer, right? So maybe that's what I thought of when they announced Mixer was over. Because, my man, like, I did hear, like, I think it was like a day or two prior when that whole story was making the rounds and everything. Um, so maybe there's something there. Again, probably not. I don't know. But mm-hmm. maybe. And yeah, what's the craziest thing, Kevin? Is I understand. Yeah. I think this is just speculation. I don't know if this was confirmed or denied yet. But um, again, if you want to shout out Jeff Grubb, Industry Insider, uh, has a good podcast, real short podcast, but it's called How Games Make Money. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Highly recommended. Um, he tweeted out because of the legal reasons that Ninja probably got paid in full for his yeah. multi-year. Was it multi-billion? So so what it so what it boils down to we have two so we have ninja and shroud yeah hypothetical numbers that they got paid out right so mm-hmm. essentially how it went down was that uh when mixer closed down um they said hey if you want to carry over your contract with us to facebook gaming they will abide it 100 percent to the penny it's as if you know the contract is still happening just in a different location yeah right uh ninja and shroud said no i want to buy out and the alleged numbers are uh, Ninja got his full amount of the rest of his contract, which was $30 million. Okay. And then Shroud is also getting his full payout for 
saying no to the Facebook contract, and he is getting his full payout, which is $10 million. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think somebody also broke down the the math there. I think Ninja, since he moved, which was less than a year ago, right? Mm-hmm. The math works out for that entire contract he earned. He got like $98,000 a day. That's why I think. Actually, no, it might have been... Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. Which, like... That is wild. I mean, first and foremost, shout out to him getting that back. You know what I'm saying? No, yeah. well, whatever way you make it, dude. I won't, I mean, I believe he did it in the in a in a very legit way. Yeah, like he be. didn't know that was gonna happen, right? Like, yeah, yeah, no way. No. But what sucks there is seeing that happen and then no compensation for all the other partners. You know, that are like exactly. small time. I agree. like. I agree. And like, I saw people will say like, "Hey, Ninja." should probably donate the money he didn't earn to all these other people that were on a platform he was trying to elevate. Like, there's a pressure there for sure, you know? I don't know what's morally right or what, but, like, if I were him, I would probably do that. <laughs> I would do it. I would do it for sure. Like, like not even off of, like, you know, looking great optically, but just just doing the doing the right thing, I feel like, you know? Yeah, like... like we've, we've seen those clips already of, like, you know... Uh, the mixer um, streamers that were that just got notified of mixer being dead and their reaction towards that you know some being hysterical because obviously like this is their business like yep. like you know what I'm saying like mm-hmm. so definitely I know we would donate you know a good a good chunk of that for sure oh, yeah. perhaps all I don't know but yeah um and yeah unfortunately that's not like the only uh stuff that came out of the games industry this past week um there's a lot of stories of abuse that have been coming out uh manipulation from management um notable content creators notable streamers uh people in positions at these websites these outlets that are using their power to assault people and harass people sexually and just in general and we said before about other issues there's more important things than games you know indeed indeed so indeed. Uh, like seeing it, it was so heartbreaking right like because like there's there's some gross ass stuff bro for real there's some yeah. yeah and and it it of course you know the absolute gratitude to, to those that were coming out mm-hmm. at the end of the story that's absolutely not easy to do you mm-hmm. know and um, a big, you know, f off to uh, those that were putting those people under those circumstances and 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 doing that to people. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like it's yeah. It was just a lot. There a lot happened this weekend in terms of exposing the issues of this industry that have been there forever. You know, yeah. and mm-hmm. I'm glad it happened. It's real ugly, but it has to be talked about and it has to be 100%. acknowledged. And yeah, the people who came out immense like unending amounts of respect for the people who told their stories because i read a lot of them and they were disgusting and horrifying so uh like before and when it comes to our small platform we do not want anyone (laughs) who is a misogynist a sexist transphobic homophobic uh, give me some more things. What else we got going on? 
Uh, any of the bad isms or ists. Like, yep. Abusers. Any of the bad ones. Yep. Abusers. Any of the ists, isms, ers. Yeah. People who All take of advantage of any person. People mm-hmm. who have power and do like act childish with that power and use it against people who are fans of them. That's fucking disgusting. Like, get out of here yeah. with that. Get out of here with racism. I, oh, it makes me so mad. <laughs> it's bad, man. It's it's really really bad. Yeah. It's really bad. Just be. Good I saw. Um, can we can we just do that? Yeah, and that's another thing. That's another thing because <laughs> there's several outlets. It's not just a couple, you know. Even I've tried to put this stuff in terms of like when we have like rules on tw- our Twitch streams or whatever. Of like, yeah. oh, be nice to people that's not enough anymore you know because people use that as a guise people use that as like a uh if you confront them about being shitty it's like oh what happened to being nice to people like fuck off like you get yeah, it no you know yeah yeah if you're getting called out odds are you, you deserve to be called out right right so i agree um yeah i guess i have a question for you about yes Absolutely. That went on longer than I was expecting it to go. Um, in terms of the whole mixer shutting down aspect of this talk, mm-hmm. how does it make you feel as someone who's just trying to make a living as a content creator? Um, quite interesting because, yeah. like, I mean, we we like even had those conversations about like, uh, uh, you know, should we stream on mixer and like uh, that? Like when it first was like ramping up, you know, mm-hmm. um that was a conversation that like we both had and everything and like there is something to be said that like you know you want to diversify your content have mm-hmm. your content on multiple streams and everything and like um that was a big push this year for i think both of us as well oh, yeah. um overall of like your your podcast that that you hosted and produced have been on um pocket services for like a long time but like i made a big conscious choice to do my content like that as well mm-hmm. in terms of podcasts like having it not just live on youtube and like um uh there have been of course discussions of like us you know putting our streams on twitch and everything mm-hmm. and you know that whole thing um but i think it does definitely just boil down the thing of like it's 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 good to spread around yeah just just, just be in many places as you can you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying like that's even where i started like um this year uploading like tiny like one to a minute uh like 10 or 15 uh clips of videos that i'm promoting on mm-hmm. twitter yep. just to give them like a little taste and i've been wanting to do like full videos on on that yeah. as well and kind of just like put it on multiple avenues mm-hmm. and stuff like that just to diversify but definitely you know the key is just diversify be in as many places as you can yeah definitely yeah, and for sure to like honestly it's hard it is hard especially for small time oh, content creators like both of us realize the size of the reach like the reach we have right it's not large there are people that we talk to and people that we know listen to the stuff we do but like it's it's a lot of work it's very it's something you have to commit to and yep i feel so like awful and horrible for the people that got just the rug pulled out from under them by this because like like you said about investing in Mixer, right? And what we were trying around with going to Twitch. Twitch, we s- slowed down on doing Twitch streams because we realized we have an audience on YouTube on JoyClicks. And it's like, hey, we should probably work on building this platform before spreading ourselves too thin, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, and YouTube, 
it's been around for so like they have their issues right they go through ups and downs but I, I i feel like hell will freeze over before we wake up and it's like youtube's done right exactly yeah like it's i mean you know no place like you said no place is secure but like youtube is pretty secure at least i feel like yeah you know I'm, overall right? i'm talking more from like a perspective of a smaller creator right mm, like yeah if it's an individual person it's a lot of work to do content in general like a lot more than people realize i think sometimes and i'm not saying like oh boohoo me because like it's a choice <laughs> i could have been an engineer i know this um <laughs> yeah but i could have well, been a conductor exactly <laughs> like uh. I, I just feel like it's a conversation that a lot of people don't have you know like yeah you there's a game you have to play sometimes with getting noticed and getting found out and building an audience and you know we, we try our best and for the people that try their best it's not their fault they chose to invest in a platform that was new and was promising it's horrible definitely definitely i i really hope we see in the coming weeks like as because it's not like dead right now like it'll be dead right. in a month i believe they said mm-hmm. um i really hope that there is some sort of like severance package if you will or or like some sort of like you know hey hey we're gonna give you guys a little bonus on your way out Mm -hmm. you know for supporting what we were trying to do here at microsoft with mixer you know um and like really give back to those um streamers you know in some sort of fiscal aspect for sure Mm -hmm. i really hope so you know because like it's like i get what they were saying and like oh hey like any contract that you sign on mixer you know it's going to facebook gaming number one it's Facebook gaming. <laughs> like also, like, we already dropped that bombs. Fuck Facebook, dude. Like that I'm too. not signing over to Facebook. <laughs> that too. That too. Yeah, exactly. That too. Like I don't. I, I would. At this point, like how they treat data and how they treat people's privacy, like I don't feel comfortable in any circumstance signing anything with Facebook gaming or being in Facebook gaming at all. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Um, on top of like their really weird video system that's like you could literally just scroll past a video and that counts as the view like yeah. super odd metrics that, that they have over there um, mm-hmm. and like you know it's, it's one thing but like it's different because like a lot of streamers were talking about like yeah okay cool you offered me a you offered me a transfer of a contract to Facebook gaming that's alright great but it's like it's we can talk we can talk endlessly about this it's really hard to move yes. an audience mm-hmm. it is really hard to do that yep very hard to move them to a different platform you mm-hmm. know and, and like, it's no one's fault it's just the essence of just being a avid viewer and you like consistency and you like going to the same place mm-hmm. for the same content like yep. that's just how it is you know so that's, it's super hard to, to get someone to move uh, that's an audience member yeah know? that's why you and i decided to do game streams on youtube now instead of twitch because we have almost two thousand subs on youtube right and yep. Twitch was starting from ground zero, you know, and I started putting videos on Joyclix in like 2017, maybe 2018. Mm-hmm. So over two years, maybe three, got to like 1.8k subs. Like that's that's a heavy investment to try and rebuild that on a different platform, you know. So exactly. like, I think the biggest takeaway from all of this, like I'm I'm glad, like we're lucky. I feel like that we haven't been affected. Knock on wood, but like. Every platform needs to treat its content creators, especially small-time content creators, better, especially marginalized content creators. 
Yep. You know? Yep. I agree. I agree. Oh, this week. This week. (laughs) (sighs) It's almost over, though. It's Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. Hopped in the... I hopped almost in the there. Animal Crossing this morning. Isabel was like, "No news today, but you almost made it through the week." I was like, "Thanks, Isabel." <laughs> Isabel, thank you. <laughs> uh, oh man, um, that was a segue unintentionally to a story we have on news. Uh, not the next one on the docket, but Animal Crossing announced some Ooh. summer updates. I did see a little bit of this. Please tell me more. So there are two waves coming this summer, according to Nintendo. Uh. Um. Wave 1 is dropping the first week of July, so next week. Uh, it's going to add swimming and diving. Um, these are returning features from older games. Diving allows you to find sea creatures on like the bottom floor of the sea. You don't get to actually go underwater, but um, you can swim around your island, which is very nice. You know, It, it adds to the whole vibe. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can swim and dive now. There are going to be new appearances from new characters, including Pascal, who is an otter that you can give sea creatures to, and I believe he rewards you with uh, new recipes. The specific thing they showcased in the trailer they posted, again on Twitter, like everything Nintendo recently, they gave Pascal a oyster, I believe, and he's like, here's a recipe for a mermaid dresser. And then it showed a house filled with mermaid stuff, and it was cool. And the other addition is a pirate-themed Gulliver. Same character, but he's wearing a pirate outfit, and he talks like a pirate now. Mm. Okay. So. I'm I'm going to jump back in. I, I, I want to this week, you know, mm-hmm. due to the nature of this week. Yeah. Just to jump in a little bit, you know, see what's up. But um, seeing these new mechanics brought in, like, and really, like, seeing how, how like, long-term they're taking Animal Crossing New Horizons. Like, they, it, like, it, it goes beyond just, like, the cosmetic seasonal things that they said that they were going to add. Like, adding new people to the island and new abilities as well, like, being able to swim and stuff like that. It's, it's, it's neat. It's neat. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely. And... I get the people that are upset that these features that are old features from other games weren't in the game at launch, um, but I think it just depends on how you play Animal Crossing, you know? Because right. I took like 80 hours or 90 hours to get KK Slider on my island. I took my time, um, and I've Ooh, been. So, go ahead. So, so you've uh, you saw the uh, credits? Yes. Mm-hmm. I liked it. Like Past three or f- or maybe four Sundays or Saturdays at this point, he's been there. So mm. it's been a month or so. Gotta love it. Love taking my time. You know, I I played a lot launch week, week after, and then ever since then it's been like an hour or two a day. So, um, for you though, in terms of someone who's not put the game down, but like you've been, your attention's been elsewhere. Um, is there a specific? event or feature that you would like to see added this summer to fit the vibe maybe it's in wave two mm. wait yeah okay so a specific thing for the summer hmm. mm-hmm. i think like if they did maybe like some sort of like event that ended with like 
a beach like block party whatever that's like on the Ooh, beach floor, you know yes. what i'm saying like something like that you know like give me like a nice event of, like hey guys like maybe like the last week of summer like hey guys let's end up the summer with a bang you know? next week we're getting a new seasonal change and stuff like that leaves mm-hmm. are changing you know palm trees are dying etc <laughs> you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. let's like have like one last like hurrah bonfire type of celebration whatever and then maybe like throughout the course of the week leading up to the saturday event kk debuts like a really cool summer theme song whatever you know uh at this event on saturday and throughout the week maybe you have to uh do little challenges whatever to make it better for yourself i don't know you know what i'm saying like maybe maybe something like that i think it'd be really really cool like an end of summer like beachfront party that'd be with all your villagers you know Mm -hmm. Uh, i think i think that could be really really nice i have a question for you based on something you said Mm-hmm. Arizona, they got palm trees. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Do palm trees die? No. Well, they're they're like leaves can shrivel up and fall when it when it gets too cold. So like they get like super like brown and like light okay. tan and like shrivel up and get crunchy. You know? Yeah. Okay. And I, they, I, yeah. I get what you mean now because I forgot that cold for you is like seventy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I forgot you you don't have palm trees. No palm yeah. trees in Massachusetts now. Palm trees are pretty cool. I like palm trees. They're yeah. cool. Cactuses are pretty cool as well. Mm-hmm. Sorry, cacti. Excuse me. Yeah. Uh, but the event that you pitched, sign me up for that. Would love to yeah, have a cookout. Right. Would love to like send out invitations. Be like, all right, people bring some stuff. Yeah. Uh, because we got like the canned day one little bonfire celebration, right? Mm-hmm. We'll love another one yeah. of those. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Definitely. I agree. I think that could be a really you know what? That honestly sounds so so straightforward that like maybe they actually do that. I don't know. That'd be sweet, yeah. Um I got a barbecue out on my island. Would love to be around there, take some cool pictures. What if it's like challenges to get items for the cookout? Exactly. Yeah, dude, that'd be sick. Um I like that. There was a uh, worth noting they do they said like, Oh, that's not all and they said wave two is coming in August. Um, and the only thing they had on the screen outside of wave number two, August, were fireworks. So maybe we do oh. get a celebration. Okay, I see. I see. I see. Okay. That would be very cool. Gotta love it. Animal Crossing, the summer update, is another uh, example of Nintendo using Twitter to make an announcement for their upcoming projects. But if there's one thing that anybody has learned... Over the past five years, it's that Nintendo has no control over the Pokemon company. <laughs> they don't. That's why it's so weird, dude. That's why the Pokemon company and Pokemon games, all these spinoffs, that's why none of it makes sense. Right, right. Because before we go into this news, uh, final news story of the week, the Pokemon company and the Pokemon IP, Kevin... I did a whole video about this, but I'll just lay out the facts here. It's Pokemon is the highest grossing entertainment thing in the history of entertainment. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. I think the top three is like Pokemon, Hello Kitty, and then Winnie the Pooh. Interesting. Interesting. So not even Star Wars is bigger than Pokemon. Like, as a brand. Yes. If you account for everything, merch, television... Music, movies, games, multimedia, anything that is existing as an IP in entertain- entertainment, Pokemon has made the most money. 
That's wild. In the history actually, of entertainment, Kevin. History of everything. Wow, that's that's quite interesting. Yeah. You would think Nintendo would want a little bit of um not about control, but perhaps influence. Yeah. So it, the reason that a lot of people think that Pokemon plays it safe sometimes with the main games is because Pokemon as an IP has an equal split, mostly equal, between the Pokemon company, Game Freak, the developers, and Nintendo. There's like a triforce of power here. Like it's it's cycling through all of them, so none of them can really push it in a like cohesive direction forward. Right. Which is why we get the typical game, spinoffs, crazy spinoffs, movies, all that sort of thing. Right. So last week we talked about the Pokemon Company's Pokemon Presents, right? Mm-hmm. And I led with Nintendo doing Twitter stuff because they said they couldn't make directs. Pokemon Company's making directs. They don't care. <laughs> last week at the end they teased big, big announcement. Big announcement at another Pokemon Presents next week, right? I woke up for this alone. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Kevin, can you tell the audience what was announced? Because I know you know. I do know. Um, so what was announced, uh, you know, in in spite of us speculating, and a lot of the people speculating that know a lot more about Pokemon than me, um, you know, about um, a hypothetical like, remake of, a, of an old Pokemon game, mm-hmm. and the actual games that I mentioned last podcast, Pokemon X and Y, that are actually really Pokemon games. Yep. Having having no idea. Lucky guess there. Um, they announced a Pokemon MOBA, mm-hmm. which I forgot the name of, uh, but it is a Pokemon MOBA. Mm-hmm. I can run through massive, the facts. Massive online battle arena. Is it massive or multiplayer? Oh, man. That's it's League of Legends. <laughs> That's what you got to know. <laughs> it's League of Legends. Um, Pokemon Unite is a MOBA coming this year, maybe... They didn't really put a date on it. They just said more news soon to Switch and mobile devices. Shocked it's not coming to PC. Um, it is developed in collaboration with Tencent. And if you're not familiar, Tencent is a Chinese corporation that owns a lot of things, uh, including a stake in Epic. Um, they usually sponsor the Game Awards the past few years. So um, I think PUBG as well had a history with them. The reveal video for <laughs> Pokemon Unite is the most disliked video in the history of the Pokemon Company. Yeah, man, man. When when I woke up that morning, mm-hmm. right, and didn't see it trending. Oh wait, no, I did see it trending, but like it wasn't good. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh man, I was like, oh no, <laughs> what's oh man. What happens? Yeah. Oh god! Oh man! So can you can you tell me some of the reactions you saw online, like from the outlets that you go to? Like, what was the consensus for the people that you were seeing about reactions to this? It was it was um it was sheer letdown. It was like why? Uh, a lot of like man like why? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like please no. Uh, a lot of like that, and like a lot of like you know. Not not even people that were, like, butthurt, you know? Like, not even, like, in a bad way. Just in, like, a literal, like, dude, like, come on. Mm-hmm. Why? You know? Yeah. At least from what I saw. And you seem to be quite disappointed as well. Um, yeah. So, 
like I love Pokemon. I've kind of just stopped having expectations from them. I'll get excited for things, but I, I've kind of just stopped like getting hopes super high up because I know they do a ton of spinoffs. I know they do these things, right? Right. And honestly, I'm surprised this didn't happen sooner. Like, I think this is this makes too much sense. It definitely does make sense on paper, but like what doesn't make sense to me is that like man like why wouldn't they drop it on pc have they ever dropped a pokemon on pc no right no but not... do they care at this point like it's a fair point it's a very fair point pokemon on mobile has been huge you know yeah that's a very good point if you're doing mobile like might as well and like i mean of 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 all the games that make sense to bring the pc a, a MOBA, mobile is one that makes the most sense yeah like absolutely uh yeah. worth mentioning this crossplay between switch and smartphones so that's cool and i'm gonna try it i've played one match a league and i was like i get the appeal i played a match mm. of heroes of the storm i was like i get the appeal <laughs> yeah but i care more about the pokemon characters so i have at least a more of a stake here right like i'll try this game i don't know if it's gonna be a good moba because i don't know what makes a good moba but right right it just makes so much sense to me and i get why people are upset but it's like you realize this just should have happened years ago at this point. Like, I don't know why yeah. they didn't do this sooner. Definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm, hmm. I don't know if I'll buy it. It's I free, know what? I think. I think it's free to play. Oh, really? Also worth mentioning. Oh, okay. That's a big change. I did not know it was free to play. Okay, yeah, I, okay, yeah I'll definitely try that. I, I think it's free to start one of those things. Ah, uh, okay. I see, I see, I see. Well, I mean, hey, I mean, if it's free to try out definitely I'll, I'll give it a shot why not oh yeah that's why i'm trying it that's why i'm saying i'll try it oh um, i thought you were saying like you were gonna buy okay i see now mm-hmm. i see what you mean so I, see what you mean. I feel like there's a couple ways we can take this of like as you who just started with pokemon this year you start with mystery dungeon which you liked and then you went into a full-blown game you like multiplayer games but you're not you don't have a history of mobas like does this do anything for you there definitely not in the MOBA thing um don't have uh any attachment towards that Mm -hmm. but seeing like you know knowing a little bit about like MOBA how like a lot of each um individual character and classes like are vastly different than their other uh ones that you can choose in a given MOBA it definitely makes sense for a Pokemon to do that because like they have a wide roster um and like I don't know if they're being specific to, like, hey, like, we're doing, like, Gen 1 or Gen 2 only Pokemon or, like, what makes them that. I don't know if they said anything about that, like, yeah. which Pokemon will be included in the MOBA. So there's a list of characters. It's not expansive yet. They said they will add characters in time. but um, Gotcha. The majority, I think there's, like, maybe 8 or 12. I can pull the video up and give you a count. But based on memory, it was mostly Gen 1, I think one Gen 5 or 6, and a Gen 2 in there. Um, okay, I see. Interesting. But, like, you got your Pikachu, you got your Snorlax, you got your Charizard. So, like, pretty standard fare, right? Right. Right. Okay, okay, I see. So, so like, definitely, like, knowing how diverse each Pokemon can be, mm-hmm. that could be interesting, you know? Yeah. In, in terms of, like, and, you know, I don't know if my boy Intellion is in there. But Not at launch. Um, if he gets added, you know, I might just hop in. Who knows? Yeah, right? uh that's how they get you that's how they get people that's how they get the the standard market you know they just um, add like people's favorite favorite one and just yeah it makes sense though 
Yeah. It all makes sense. And it like, makes sense. it's a money move, but that's what businesses are do. You know, <laughs> like that's what they do. That's what they exist for. Precisely. Uh, and I, I saw people saying like, why did you hype it up like this? Why did you not have this last week and then have Pokemon snap this week? Cause that's a better feel good announcement. Uh, Tencent. That's why mm. they probably wanted their own day. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, it all makes sense. I do have a question for you though. Right. Mm-hmm. Somebody who's new to Pokemon, who's relatively positive on pokemon yeah. overall yeah overall definitely you have now seen you ha- i feel like you have a closer attention to this series now even if you're not playing the games you just are more aware yeah you've seen how weird they get with side games definitely ideally pitch me the pokemon spinoff that you want the most the pokemon spinoff i want the mo- that's a great question that's I can give question. you an example if you want one. Go ahead. If you need to yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I, like, have something cooking, but I need okay. to cook it more. So, I thought there was a game called Pokemon Ranger back in the day on the DS. It was, like, tied in with the anime. They were, like, characters that were, like, rescue, like, wildlife rangers, right? They like save Pokemon. Kind of, yeah. Okay. Um... But they're humans, right? And they go into the wild. If there's a Pokemon in distress, they calm them down, capture them, treat them, make them better, and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I want a Platinum Games Pokemon Ranger game where I am a Pokemon Ranger with a cool gadget that can use like flippy tricks to like subdue these Pokemon and help them. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Give me okay. that. Okay considering that a lot of people like you said prior to this have attachments towards their favorite pokemon right and you know having that the dynamic of having a pokemon trainer and a pokemon Mm -hmm. right i would love like a telltale-esque narrative driven um episodic story like a brand new original like let's tell a story of like you know not like completely like copying ash and uh pikachu but like a brand new set of characters, you know, that's like that that is telling this, you know, story with this Pokemon. And mm-hmm. like and I think I think I think there could be something there. Like I think there's enough there to make it pretty good. And by pretty good, maybe even really good, you know? Yeah. Just like leaning on the the bonds and the ties that you know we have with our favorite pokemon mm-hmm. versus the pokemon trainer with their pokemon and like how they all depend on each other you know i think there could be a interesting narrative to tell there kevin that's a galaxy brain idea because the, the, that's a what a galaxy brain idea mm. because mm-hmm. you think like Think about like battle and Pokemon, right? You choose one of four options. Think about Telltale games. You choose one of four options. It's exactly. Like, it makes yeah. sense. Yeah, I like think we, yeah. We got Detective Pikachu telling narrative stories already. So yeah, give us like a Telltale ass game. Let Donut do it. Nintendo, there you go. Oh, oh man. Oh, I Wait. like that. And well, then, I mean, I guess like maybe they could even like have like a super light version of like the battle system and. And, yeah right and yeah like super light not that in depth you know i understand like the main focus is like narrative driven pick your you know pick uh pick your story whatever but like they could do a little bit of a light thing yeah, yeah definitely uh 
Well, maybe if Don't Nod did it, your partner would die at the end. So maybe not Don't Nod. But... <laughs> uh, with that, though, Kevin, it's time for Arkham Watch. Arkham, 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 Arkham. Speaking of random encounters in Pokemon, I got some news for you that I don't know if you know about. Uh, let's try me. Try me. Let's so go. At- as we know, WB Montreal refuses to announce their Batman project. Uh, lately, the idea is that's coming in August, right? But mm-hmm. a wild Sean Layden has appeared, Kevin. The homie. Big bearded. What a king. What a king. Is he retired? I don't know. He's talking, though, to GamesBeat's Dean Takahashi. We have a quote from Sean Layden, Kevin. I did hear about this. Of course I heard about this. Okay. Come on, man. I didn't know what it came Sean out. I just wanted to... Of course, absolutely. I want to preface it. Um, This is in response or commenting on the state of AAA development, right? Like, uh, we have conversations constantly. Podcasts talk about this all the time when financials come out. Talking about how games are made, how games make money, all that kind of thing. So, Shaolin's quote is, quote, I don't think that in the next generation you can take those numbers and multiply them by two and think that you can grow. He commented regarding the increasing budget of modern day, on modern games. Continuing the quote, I think the industry as a whole needs to sit back and go, all right, what are we building? What's the audience's expectation? It's hard for every adventure game to shoot for 50 to 60 hour gameplay milestones because that's going to be so much more expensive to achieve. And in the end, you may, choose some in- you may close some interesting creators and their stories out of the market if that's the kind of threshold you have to meet. We have to reevaluate that. Uh, further in the interview, he also commented on the uh, fact that game budgets continue to rise and uh, games are still 60 max. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, I love what he's saying about these facets. Like, I do think that the industry as a whole needs to, um, you know, like, like broaden the scales. Yep. The the scales of both. You know, one that I think everyone can maybe agree with, and the other one that maybe a lot of people people might not agree with as well. But like the scale that maybe a lot of people might agree with is like the length of games. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, like at this point, I feel like as a gamer, you know what I'm saying? Like saying your game is a 50, 60 hour thing isn't the best of things to hear. Like, Man. you know what I'm saying? Like, I I don't think like at least to me personally, and to others, that's a thing that they would love to see and totally understand that absolutely you know Mm -hmm. but i do think that like at this point it's not i feel the best way to market your game or to even make the game as a whole like i think that you know those 10 hour experiences can be really really well like timefall 2 campaign that's a six hour thing that we all talk about as like one of the best experiences this generation period Mm -hmm. you know like you can do a lot in a little amount of time yeah you know what i'm saying like it doesn't have to be this big on big big blown thing. And the other coin of that as well is that I do think that the industry really needs to uh, explore the pricing. Yes. On games, definitely. Like having those forty dollar games, if it makes sense, it makes sense, right? But like, you know, having like a Witcher three or having like a Cyberpunk on paper, Cyberpunk should probably cost a hundred bucks. Yeah. If we're being a hundred percent real here, you know, mm-hmm. like I think we should be exploring that as well. And that's a harder pill to swallow because. Obviously, the the dollar means a lot to a different people. Yes, you know, definitely understanding that. So, but I do think that, like, to the same tone, the 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 content of games means a lot more, and is 
diversified from a game by game standpoint. That yes. I think you can make the case of like, hey, we feel Cyberpunk or Last of Us Part Two, maybe or however you want to you know call it, is a hundred dollar game. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I think that we gotta work on that for sure. Yeah, I don't. Obviously, I don't know metrics. I don't know how the budgets would even out in the end. But like, I I feel like one. I think Sean Layden his points. The fact that he's saying this and not Jim Ryan, who's currently in charge of PlayStation. Uh, I don't know where the tension was between Layden and the direction of the shareholders or what, but like, man, yeah. I I hope whoever's making the sh- calling the shots at PlayStation agrees with this. Yeah, right, definitely, definitely. Like, if you say like God of War two, right? If you want God of War two to be on that level, you know, maybe make it let them take their time, no crunch, uh, however many years it's gonna take, and. When it comes out, maybe it's like 70 bucks, maybe it's 80 bucks, okay? Yeah. The in-between, let Insomniac get their real fun experiences out there, right? Let them get a couple games out. Uh, Ready at Dawn, well, they can't anymore, but like... <laughs> R.I.P. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I- I'm with you. Like, yeah, explore definitely. elevating smaller games, and I think if you do that, the people buying games will start being okay with buying smaller games, because... I, I don't know how it was for you, but when I was younger, at least with my friends, like if I said, "Oh, this game looks cool," and one of my friends is like, "Yeah," but it's like eight hours. Yeah, you know, I remember saying, "Yeah, yeah, definitely." That was definitely the thing. They're like, "Oh, like it's only, it's only an eight-hour game." Like, yeah, mm-hmm. like definitely, definitely, no, hundred percent. And like maybe it's a little bit different because like maybe as a kid, a really long game seems appealing, yes, right? Because you're does. not in control of like, oh, hundred percent, right? Because like you're not, you don't have that much currency generally speaking if you're a child right so mm-hmm. you don't have the freedom to buy games at least i never did you oh know? i didn't either yeah 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 100 so like it was more of like a hey like you know uh what can i get my parents to buy that i can spend the most time with mm-hmm. right so that 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 definitely makes sense but like to go a little bit back to what you were saying also that like i think playstation is a little bit more receptive to exploring it on like a game size standpoint because like i mean like we got lost legacy mm-hmm. we got ratchet and clank uh 2016 or 2015 i always forget the freaking year it's 2016 2016 kevin mm-hmm. don't forget that 2016 um them exploring the price on that concrete genie doing kai both of them on same fronts being a 40 dollar limited experience as well mm-hmm. um dreams. upcoming yeah dreams as well upcoming now we have spider-man miles Morales as well doing it you know so like I think they are showing signs of maybe starting to ease into that exploratory, you know, uh, realm that Sean Lane may be talking about. So maybe mm-hmm. they're not. But then again, Sean Lane did randomly get fired from PlayStation. So who knows? Right. But yeah, dude. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I feel like the big, at least talking PlayStation, the big one people always go back to is like Uncharted 4 was too long. Right. Mm. And mm-hmm. you replayed it. And I think based on our conversations on the show when you were playing through Uncharted 4, you were saying that, like, yeah, it takes a while to get going, and you forgot how long it took to get going. Yeah, that and, like, there's there's definitely some pace, and I'm like, you know, like, this is cool. Yeah. I think the kind of way that you could tell what you were trying to tell here in, like, a quicker fashion. Yeah. You know, definitely, definitely. And that's what blows me away about people who are like, oh, Lost Legacy is so short, so it should be less money. Because it's like, Lost Legacy is about as long as the early Uncharted games. Like, 
it's not like we regressed you know it's like uncharted 4 just went long you know yeah yeah definitely lost like last legacy i think took me around like maybe at fastest maybe nine hours yeah but most likely around the 10 hour period you know yeah if i picked up drake's fortune right now i could probably get it done in like nine or ten hours maybe 11 oh, but easy easy absolutely easy so it's definitely an interesting conversation. Uh, this is the first I've seen Sean Layden say anything about games aside from promoing stuff on Twitter mm-hmm. for the company he used to work for. So I thought it was an interesting <laughs> conversation. He's making good points. So, And, Sean, I'll say it every time I see you tweet, man. We miss you over here, bro. Miss you, man. Yeah. Really as do. long as you're cool. <laughs> as long mm. as there's not anything weird going on. Right. Oh, let's bring that up for absolutely. And, like, there has been no evidence to, you know, say that. But, like, definitely, mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I just want to know. I want to know if he Same. just left. I want to know if he just was like, you know what? I'm done. <laughs> I, would, I did my work. I don't know, man. I'm so intrigued by that. Do you think we'll ever hear about that? Maybe one day, yeah. Maybe. I'm curious. Hopefully. Hopefully. We'll see. Well, with that, it's time for bots. Bots, 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 bots. Kevin, it is that time. That a special time of year. I, I did this deliberately at the beginning of the year because I knew we would return to it. Mm. I was like, there's an idea here, and it's going to be a fun talk, and it's going to put things on my radar, so we're going to do it multiple times a year. Uh, for maybe l- new listeners or returning listeners, it is the episode where we talk about our hypes and holdups for the next quarter of video game releases. Let's do it. So, uh, if you're new to this, or if you need a refresher, basically what we're doing is running through the titles for games coming out from July to the end of September uh, on Switch and PS4, because those are the platforms that you and I have. At the end of it all, each of us are going to have a hype game where we either think not enough people are talking about it, or it's one that we want to highlight, or it's the one we're most excited about. Any of those count for a hype pick. And then our hold-up pick where it's not necessarily something we're not excited about or something we think is bad or going to be bad, but it's one that, like, maybe pump the brakes a bit, maybe be cautious. Right. So we're going to see what we got in store. Uh, Let's see here. July, the first week of July. We got some releases coming out. Uh, Notably, uh, we got Iron Man VR, July Mm -hmm. 3rd. I'm going to PSVR exclusively. Is Christian Buckley going to get this game? You know, the other day I made it a point. I was like, hey, I should look up move controllers, and I forgot to. Oh, man. Well, right, because it it is stringent on you getting those move controllers. I forget. Yes, mm-hmm. precisely, precisely. And I talked about it here. I talked about it on Jedi Knights. I'm going to buy the move one so I can play Vader Immortal. So, like... If I can do it in time for Iron Man VR, maybe, but I'm not in a rush right now. Okay, I see. I see. I see. Theoretically speaking, if there was a, uh, you know, a alternate reality of me having literally the same dimension, just I have a PSVR with, with move once, literally mm-hmm. everything's the same. Um, mm-hmm. I would, I would purchase this game. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Definitely. It seems cool. I'm curious to see impressions. You know, uh, my VR has been boxed for a while, but uh, Squadrons Invader Immortal for sure are getting it out of the box. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Excited. Uh, July 5th, we got Over- Overcooked 2, Suns Out, Buns Out. <laughs> Great title. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. 
Uh, you mess with Overcooked at all? No, I tried to get my ex to play it with me. Mm-hmm. Never did. Probably telling of how that was going. <laughs> but, but um, uh, but it looks certainly fun. It looks it looks a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm sure there's plenty of fun to be had with um, because because it's not like a sequel. So it's so it's kind of like a summer format from the way yeah, it sounds. Yeah. Um, I think the first game did like a wintery seasonal expansion. That was okay. like themed. It was all snow maps. Uh, I don't know if you're cooking seasonal things, but you already know you're probably on a beach. You're probably grilling, barbecuing for this expansion. So, hot dogs, burgers, etc. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Some ribs, maybe. Mm. Oh, you, you love a good rib, man. Shots of ribs. Shots of ribs. Uh, July seventh on PS4 and Switch. Oh, also worth noting that PS4 and Switch were both getting overcooked. Um, super liminal. Mm. Do you remember this, Kevin? Sounds familiar. I need a bit of a memory jogger. Superliminal, I believe, was shown at the Game Awards this past year. It's a puzzle game where you can like manipulate objects in the environment based on your perspective with them. Oh, I do remember this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I do. Yeah, I remember it was trippy. Yeah, I do remember this. Yeah, yeah it is being developed by Pillow Castle Games, um, and it is coming to both platforms. So... It's been a minute since I played a puzzle game. Same. I can't think of the last puzzle game. I mean, there's plenty of games that have puzzles in them, like a mm-hmm. puzzle, but like not like a straight up puzzle game. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's been a while. It's been a while for sure. Uh, speaking of puzzles, same day on the Switch, Catherine Full Body is coming out. Uh, I believe that's already on PS4 and Xbox, but uh, Switch is getting it. The I believe first Atlas game to come to the mm. Switch so far. Mm. So. Very, very cool. Very, very cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, a recent addition to our uh, radar, July 14th, Rocket Arena, an EA original. Oh, yeah, that is dropping. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Did, uh, sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. I was going to ask, like, do we get any details of, any details of like, if it is a free-to-play game or or if it's paid? So I, I mean, I like, believe... if it's free, I would try it, but. I'm you know. pretty sure you have to pay for it. Okay. And I think it might be full price. Full price is in sixty. Yeah, I think so. Holy and they're doing a battle. Pa- oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Thirty bucks. Okay, okay, okay. I was like, wow, they're yeah. they're bold. Damn, <laughs> that's a bold move. <laughs> yeah, thirty oh, bucks, uh, and it's going to have a battle pass that comes out, I believe, two weeks after launch. So, okay, okay, maybe maybe for gamescast purposes, perhaps. Perhaps interesting. I, I thought you were out. I'm. I mean, I, I'm definitely not in. But <laughs> perhaps, maybe. Yeah. Um. Pro- probably not. But we'll see. Yeah, Rocket Arena. It's got a lot of different inspirations from that trailer. Uh, it, it stuck with me. I remember the name. I remember the. I can see the visuals in my head right now. But um. Yeah. Uh, it's not what I'm chasing after. Yeah. Uh. Worth mentioning, I accidentally skipped one on the Switch lineup. On July 10th, Deadly Premonition 2, A Blessing in Disguise. Mm. Are you familiar with the first Deadly Premonition, Kevin? I don't believe I am. So, Deadly Premonition came out on the 360. It's inspired by, like, Twin Peaks. Okay. Um, like, uh, I guess you could pull comparisons to Stranger Things. Um... But it came out on the 360 and PS3, and 
it's super weird it's like broken in a charming way like that's part of the charm and like the game's kind of aware it's broken Hmm. big big cult hit Um, interesting and the sequel that is coming out i believe almost 10 years after the original is a switch exclusive so Hmm. okay okay interesting interesting um skipping ahead though to july 14th the former people that made harvest moon uh they're now working on story of seasons so story of seasons friends of mineral town comes out on july 14th did we see that recently at the or do we just see a game that looks like harvest moon (laughs) no so we got a harvest moon but oh we did at that event the reception to that event when i was going on twitter i found out the original developers of harvest moon got pushed out by the publisher so now the publisher is making like husks of games with the harvest moon title and the developers that made these games so passionately back in the day that some people have fond memories for had to go off and make their own thing called story of seasons oh interesting that okay well i mean you hate to see that but you love to see that they're still doing their own thing yeah and carrying that legacy interesting Mm -hmm. okay I had no idea about that though, because I always thought Harvest Moon was just just still trucking along. (laughs) Like, I did not know that. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. Um, uh, July seventeenth, we got a big one on both. Uh, Um, On the Switch side, we got Paper Mario: The Origami King, which uh, is a new addition to the series. I know Paper Mario has been kind of hit or miss with the fandom over the past few years in terms of quality yeah but the the buzz around this one seems like it's pretty positive it seems like it's taken some of the best elements of the recent games which did have some positives to them and some elements of the classics that people are pining for to be back in the main series but i've only played one of the paper mario games i'm pretty sold on getting this one that's good that's good Mm -hmm. that's good um yeah, it looked definitely interesting. Never played any of the Paper Marios, um, but, you know, generally speaking, I pretty much enjoy unanimously all Mario games that come out. You know, mm-hmm. I haven't found one that I disliked, you know. Yeah. So the the likeness of me liking it would definitely be up there, you know. Mm-hmm. So maybe that one's definitely up on my radar for sure. Yeah. Like, that one's definitely, like, a bigger blip than most games for sure. So. Do you know what kind of game it is? Uh, like, I can tell you. I just didn't know if you were aware. I, I I'm pretty. I don't think it's turn based. So right? there is a element of turn based combat, but it's essentially it's an adventure slash RPG game. Okay. Um, the old ones that people always want to return were way more RPG, like you would see in like a Pokemon. Right. The newer ones are more adventure games where it's like mostly the story battles don't really mean anything, but this is sort of an in between. It looks like there's some strategy going on, but. Uh, Paper Mario is very funny. It's some of the best writing I've seen out of any Nintendo thing. It's very nice. like culturally aware. Um, there was there's like so many really solid jokes that you may have seen on Twitter. I don't know, but like I think there's a toad in one of the games. It's like, oh my wife left me. Like <laughs> it gets funny. <laughs> my wife so. left me. Yeah, if you want to see some good writing, there you go. There you go. 
Same day, on July 17th, on the PlayStation side, we got Ghost of Tsushima. Katana Slash, indeed. 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 Looks like you'll be, uh, you know, bringing the origami impressions and I'll bring up the ghost impressions. Because you're, you seem to be still on the, I mean, I think you're getting the game, right? I think. So, Kevin, what if I told you that this is my holdup? Oh, like Paper Mario? No, Ghost. Oh, 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 this is your holdup. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. It's a, huh. Huh. It's quite interesting. It's quite interesting. Here's what I'll say. The further <laughs> we've gotten away, because let me explain myself, right? Like, again, holdup doesn't mean you think it's going to be bad. It just means like, hey, you know what? Take a second look. Take a okay. step back. That's all good. The further we've gotten away from that presentation, I wasn't, like, over the moon with it initially. I was like, looks good. Looks like a good open-world PlayStation game that's due in Japan. The further I've gotten away from it, the more I've been able to think about how I was kind of let down by Second Son. um, How I'm really enjoying Days Gone, but that's, like, a standard average open-world game that had a cool concept and this looks like a standard average open world game with a cool concept, but I've also seen this concept in other places recently. Right. So, right. My excitement is low, and I don't know what this game's got, you know? Yeah, yeah, which, again, completely valid. Completely yeah. makes sense. You're, you're, hello? You're not the only person saying these things, right? You know what I'm saying? And I think, okay, like if I'm looking at it, like if I'm looking at it, completely just remove biases, right? I think that this game, like, at worst, like, at worst, right, I think will probably be viewed, like, in a similar vein of Days Gone. I think yeah. I think that's the worst it can be. I don't see mm-hmm. it going any anywhere below Days Gone, right? Mm-hmm. Same tone. I don't think it's going to be, like, Last of Us Part Two. you know? I don't think it'll be, like, a God of War. I don't even think know? it'll be Horizon. I don't think it'll be Spider-Man, to be honest with you. You know, yeah. and that, that's think, not a bad thing. It's just I'm not yeah. excited for it. You know, and like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, my, t- my biggest takeaway because I was looking hard at that presentation of like, okay, what's your thing? What are you trying to like? What's unique about this outside of being really pretty and very accurate? Mm-hmm. The th- only thing I could grasp is that black and white mode because it's like, oh, you wanted to make a samurai film that's playable. I get you. But even with that, the further we've gotten away from it, it's like, okay, on the surface, that's cool. And living there, living in that world that way would be real sick, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. For me, especially, I'd love that. That'd be cool. But it's still a stealth action game with some climbing and some square combat, you know? Like, that's... I don't know if I need that right now. Right, right, right. I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. And I, I don't think it could pull a Days Gone and have this crazy, like, crazy corporation. Maybe there's something that went down with your wife that you thought was dead for the past three years. Like, <laughs> yeah, like there's not gonna be like a big twist. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Because they've gone in multiple times and they're like, there's no supernatural stuff in this game. It's very accurate. Right. So which, yeah. Yeah. Don't know what they can do. Even Assassin's Creed does accuracy, and they're like, oh, you get to fight the Pope, like. I, mean, I don't. I, I don't know. I literally fought uh, Medusa, yeah. like literally, like mm-hmm. straight up. 
Yeah. So, so I feel you. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Not your hype, though? It could be. I got to do the rest of the list, but, like, most likely it'd probably be my hype. Probably. Cool. Probably. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Uh, we're scrolling ahead quite a bit after that release. Uh, we got... Where are you? Where are you? Oh, that's weird. I, I would have thought that this is coming to Switch also. Uh, mm. July 28th, on the PS4, we get the remake of Destroy All Humans. Mmm. Nice. You're, you ever played that nice. growing up? I did not. I did not play it growing up. Should I, though? I don't know. I, I think I only, like, watched a neighbor play it before. It never really appealed to me. It was like GTA if you're an alien, and I didn't think there was a story, really, but... Gotcha. Um, I know it's, like, a, one of those other big, like, cult classic games, so... Yeah. It's probably going to sell well. After that, though, uh, we got Skater XL on July 28th coming to PS4. Yeah, the the first of what? Well, yeah, well, no. It's not that Skate 4 is coming out this year. I don't know why I thought that. Um, yeah, like the the kind of appetizer, seemingly, mm-hmm. for Tony Hawk Pro Skater, definitely. Yeah. Uh, you know, me. I feel like the... Well, actually, I guess I'll ask you this 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 uh, inquiry then. Um, mm-hmm. If I'm gonna dip my toes into a skateboarding game, yep. Which ones it got to be for me? Pro skater or so, skate skate I, I do think it's a matter of what kind of game you want out of it. Like mm. Tony Hawk is arcadey. It's fun. It doesn't get super involved with like. If, if you landed specifically like this, you'd probably wreck yourself. Like, it doesn't go to that level. It's like, okay, you can do combos. You can do, like, square triangle up in the air, turn the stick, and then you do, like, a nice fun trick. Um, it's lighthearted in that way. You know, like, it, okay. there's there's a gaminess to it that's over the entire thing. Um, Skater XL, as far as I'm aware, is going for a lot more of the sim aspect, which Skate does. Um, the difference with Skate is that I believe starting in Skate 2 and definitely in Skate 3 they let you wipe out and then as you crashed and landed they would show you like an x-ray of your skeleton and how badly you hurt yourself oh wait like Mortal Kombat style? kinda yeah like interesting like all good you're a blue skeleton that when you crash you see it but then like as time goes on like some of your bones turn yellow a little bit like when you're on the ground not the whole time right. um then red and if you land on your head when it's red then you just like respawn so oh shit damn yeah <laughs> okay wow so that's dark <laughs> skate got there eventually right they they found their humor um, I don't know if Skater XL is going for that at the gate or if they're going for more classic skate vibes, but from what I've seen, it seems like they're going for the standard sim. Mm. Mm. So, just go, uh, going up that, probably for, I mean, plus, like, it's not that I have zero, uh, you know, time in, in a skating game. I played uh, Downhill Jam, the seminal Tony Hawk game. You mm-hmm. know, my, technically, I guess, my favorite yeah skater game uh uh so you know going off that and like that would that definitely even as a young lad you know definitely felt arcadey looking back on it so probably would lean towards pro skater definitely but will you pick up skate xl 
Probably not, but I'm really curious to see how it does, like okay. reception-wise at least. Like, I want to see the diehard skate community that's been like ride or die for that franchise since it stopped. Right. Um, the way I have been for Prince of Persia, I want to see what they think of this game. Mm. Mm. So, okay. Uh, next up, August seventh, Fast and Furious Crossroads. <sighs> Dude. I forgot about this game. Oh my god, I forgot. Are you a fan of Fast and Furious? I am. Right? I am too. I'm not obsessed the way some people are. Like, I'm not... I don't think I could ever reach, like, Tim Getty's hype on Fast and Furious, but, like... Yeah, yeah, no. I like most of them. They're fun movies. Yeah. You know, go out with your friends, have a couple laughs. Mm-hmm. See oh, some you cool know, stuff. It's cool you know what cars. I love, though? What's that? I love Hobbs and Shaw. Liz, uh, you know, I'm about to get a little bit on the contrary. I didn't love Hobbs and Shaw overall. No, yeah, <laughs> like, I get that for sure. Yeah. I liked it. I liked it. I didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But shout out Hobbs and Shaw, though. Shout out. Um, So, like, playing. I mean, just this one, I'm having a hard time, like, deciding if I'm going to get it. You know? Because, like, it just looks yeah. not great. Yeah. For, <laughs> you know. For better or worse, it looks like a standard licensed game, you know? Definitely, definitely. Um, which could be, like, Fast and Furious, I think, could work cool as a game. I know there was that, like, weird need for speed crossover in the past, right? On, like, last uh, gen, I think. Or maybe it was Forza. I really can't remember. I really uh, can't. Anyway. Yeah. I think you could make a cool Fast and Furious game with especially how recent movies go all in on set pieces, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one, on the surface at least, looks like a budget title, which could still be a lot of fun, right? Like, it could still have those really cool set-piece moments of driving through cars and buildings and planes and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, but my question is, is this canon? Like, what happens with the movie that got delayed to next year? Like, are there revelations that are going to come true in Crossroads that we're not going to get resolved or should have been resolved already? That's a good point because they did say that hey, like this intention was supposed to be released alongside the movie, that was yeah. that was supposed to come out. Yeah, and like then there was a big question of like, all right, like is this game delayed a year? Can they even afford to delay this game a year? Yeah. You know, like yeah. So yeah, that's a good question. Hmm. I wonder if it's reworked or something, or like maybe like there's stuff taken out, or you know, just I want yeah. That's a good point. Is it canon? I don't know because at the game awards when they revealed it, I think they said the next chapter fast, or something like that. Wow, they they called this game like a chapter. I think like, they did. Like wow. Hmm. So, interesting. Uh, <laughs> I I feel like if they did do that, if they were like sticking to their lore, like can you imagine if they like just like, took the last chapter out? And they're like, you get to see the conclusion when you get to see Fast Nine. Damn. 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 Like, this is one that I'm worried about, but I it, I already gave my hold up to something I think is more deserving. More deserving? <laughs> because the thing is, people are, like, I don't think people are, like, over the moon hyped for this game, right? It's a fair point, yeah. You got people over the moon hyped for Ghost. I'm saying, hey, you know what, maybe just take a step back, manage your expectations, you probably have a better time with it. You know, I don't think you can manage expectations for fast crossroads. Right, because the there's next to very small levels of 
expectations. Right? Yeah. Like, at best, you walk away, have a great time with a 7 out of 10. You know? Definitely. Definitely. Hmm. Interesting, though. Mm-hmm. This one, uh, maybe. It's a solid maybe. maybe. So, a, a solid maybe in the pick effect. But also, I feel like this will be like a PS Plus game down the line. Oh, you, know? you are Like, correct. this is like a perfect PS Plus game. Maybe mm-hmm. they do PS Plus when the movie comes out that month. Kevin, I'm, I'm not going to buy it. I'm just going to wait for when they do that because that is absolutely what's going to happen. It's 100%. Oh, absolutely. This is this is prime for the picking. Write that down. Remember that. PS Plus uh, game within the year. You know what? Yeah. yeah. I say within the year of release, by next August 2021, this game will be available on PS Plus at, right. at some time in those 12 months in between. We'll 100%. See. 100%. Uh, August 18th, we got a Greg Miller classic, Kingdoms of Amalur, The Reckoning. Sorry, Re-Reckoning. <laughs> Can't forget the Re. In Re-Reckoning. Mm-hmm. What's your history with this? Because I know you followed Greg for a while, like, since Beyond Days, I think. Same with me and Jack. Like, yeah. He's talked about this game for years, and I think for how long I've been, a f- like, a fan of the work he's done, I should give it a shot. Like, here's what's really f- interesting about that, right? Is that, look, I've been a Beyond fan, or was a Beyond fan back in, like, let's see, so Black Ops 1, like 2010. 2010. 2010, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, around, like, 2010, definitely was there, of course, with the famous PSN outage and everything. All yeah. through his tenure at IGN, kind of funny, you know. Definitely a self-proclaimed best friend. So are you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. Um, I had never heard him talk about this game. Or maybe he has, and I didn't recognize the title, so I just didn't give it too much thought. I don't know, but I honestly have never heard him talk about this game. Really? Or maybe, yeah, I swear on my life. Like, back, back. I mean, when this got announced, whatever, like, you know, you told me that, hey, you know, Greg's a big fan. Da, da. I don't understand how I listen to them weekly and have been since I was straight up. Literally 10 years. Yeah, wow. Yeah, 10 years. Literally 10 years at this point. That's wild. I don't understand what happened. I don't know. So it's just a really, like, it's a game with an insane history. I'll skim through it real quick, but I recommend reading into it. So uh, I also want to check it out because of this. So Kurt Schilling, kind of a bad person, but he was a pitcher for the Red Sox, right, for a long Mm -hmm. time. Uh, and after he retired, he went down to Rhode Island. He was like, I'm going to make a game studio because there's not a lot of big game studios in the area. Got a ton of investments from the state of Rhode Island for making this game, right? Horrible development cycle, a lot of problems. I think it got delayed a few times. They ate the budget. Uh, game flopped. I think it's the only game they shipped. So, wait, they shipped a game in 2010 called Brave Arms. I haven't heard of that. And they shipped Kings- Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning in 2012. And I believe they shut down afterward. Mm. Tragedy. Tragedy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's like a... a re- go ahead. Because I think you were telling me also that, that like this was acquired by THQ Nordic, I believe, right? And then this is like one of their games yeah, that... So right? I think whoever owned the IP was a parent company, or their parent company was the same parent company of THQ Nordic. So I think on t- like they did some like sports level draft trade of like hey we'll give you these franchises that we own for kingdoms of Amalur. wild yeah. wild <laughs> which is really 
I would love to be a fly on the wall, like, on those conversations. Like, hey, like, let's, like, trade some IP. Like, like what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And I think that deal went down within the last eight months. <laughs> so they yeah. pumped this thing out. Um, curious to see how it does, because, again, another cult classic getting a remake. Uh, wonder if it leads to rebooting the franchise, because it's got a name. It's got a name that people like. So curious to see how it sells. Very interesting. Uh, Madden, you and I are indifferent about Madden. PGA Tour, we're indifferent about that as well. Uh, August 27th, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. What is this? It's a GameCube game originally that is coming to Switch and PS4, where you play through dungeons with your buddies. Back in the day, it was like, hey, you got a GameCube, you got four friends with Game Boys, you plug the Game Boys into the GameCube, you all play the game. Um, Wow. Yeah. Proto Switch. Hmm. Uh, Hmm. Standard dungeon crawler. It goes for like a chibi look. It's got um, classic themes of Final Fantasy, like more fantasy than 7 or 15. Um, But it's another one that's loved by the community. And uh, another remaster. Interesting. Interesting. August 28th, we got Wasteland 3 on the PS4. That is from the people that used to work on Fallout, uh, continuing the isometric kind of post-apocalyptic Fallout vibe RPG. I believe that was on Xbox already because they acquired the studio that made Wasteland. Which... Excuse me. Which studio was it? I can check right now. Wasteland was in exile. Oh, yes, of course. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Microsoft acquired them last year. And uh, I don't... I think Wasteland 3 was out already. But it's coming to PS4 on the 20th. That, I believe, around... Oh, excuse me. August 28th as well. Mafia Definitive Edition. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, that one definitely on my radar. Um, Definitely one of the trilogies I want to run through before mm-hmm. uh degenerations of or you know oh excuse me hit my mic or you know just whenever i can get to it i assume it'll be playable on ps5 or let me not assume so hardly yeah most most likely i i would imagine it would be playable on ps5 i think you know but so you want to play through the trilogy even after you heard jack's impressions of two <laughs> yeah i don't i mean because mainly i want to get to mafia 3 okay well I've heard a lot of good things about Mafia 3. You know what I'm saying? So, like, mm-hmm. if I got to, you know, get through those two. And, I mean, the Mafia 1 looks looks pretty good from what we saw um, at uh, whatever game show it was PC. a few weeks ago. PC, yes, thank you. Yeah, the PC gaming show. It looked pretty cool, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah, maybe. Um I don't have a history with the series. I was going to check out two, then I heard how bad it was, and I was like, you know what? I got too many games to play already, so I'm good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, same day, the final Switch uh, announced game so far for the next quarter. Uh, Jump Force Deluxe is mm. coming to Switch. I know a lot of people don't like Jump Force. Oh, yes. A lot of people do not like that game. Mm-hmm. So. Its concept is cool, though. 
That was a cool concept. It, it is, yeah. It was a cool trailer. It was a weird yeah. trailer. It's got a weird art style, but like seeing Naruto run up and punch Goku, cool. Yeah, and like I know like a lot of people were super hyped when they got announced, like the, you know, bringing anime's biggest fighters all together. You know? Yeah, because you got like uh, I know Midoriya's in it. I don't know if All Might's in it as a playable character, but Midoriya definitely is. Definitely. Um, yeah. So, cool concept, but yeah. Um. So, September is owned by PS4 for the rest of this podcast. First up, uh, September 1st, we got Iron Harvest. That was a big feature of the Gorilla Collective. Um, alt History World War One was like mechs instead of nukes. Mm-hmm. Interesting strategy game, cool concept. Uh, the big one. Yeah, I'd say this is the big one. Um, September 4th, Marvel's Avengers. It's happening. It's going down. Mm-hmm. Hopefully a beta. Oh, well, not hopefully. There is a beta between. But yeah, it's going down. I'm I'm waiting for you to say something because I feel like it's your hold up. Yeah, oh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, this one's probably the hold up. Yeah, like overall. Yeah, definitely. I think I think this one you know is 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 uh gonna get that ribbon of being the hold up. You know. Um, Again, like, I mean, I don't... Obviously, nobody wants it to be bad. Nobody wants games to be bad. But, um... Yeah. It just looks a little shaky to me, you know? And I think, like, at this point... I was talking to my cousin, right? And, I'm, like, I think, like, at this point, I'm I'm kind of echoing what you said during our reactions, where it's, like, maybe it might be best if we don't do the war tables, right? Because, like, you want to talk more, right? Like, I think, I think we should stop talking. And I think that we should just put out the beta mm-hmm. and give people that context, you know, because yep. for some reason you're refusing to just show a lot of straight up gameplay with a HUD. Apparently, that's just something that they just don't want to do for whatever reason. Not sure why. Um, like, I was thinking more about that. The choice to not have the HUD for 90 percent of the gameplay we saw the other day. I think it might have been in efforts to make the game look more cinematic. Right, because like you're using the Avengers, who have been the biggest thing in movies the past decade. So like, you want to echo that? Maybe I really don't know. But when I saw the HUD, I was like, "Oh yes, this is a video game." Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that, I mean, that be something to that. But like, I think you would also boil down to like, we would much rather just see the context of the HUD. Oh no, I would. Yeah, I agree with you. Definitely. I think that was yeah, the definitely. choice they made. I mean. Yeah, yeah. Which, again, a questionable choice for sure. Questionable. Because, yeah. like, if you're going to have a HUD, like, it definitely doesn't seem like you're going towards, like, a cinematic, like, you know, Last of Us, right? Part two. Gorgeous. Gorgeous with that HUD. And, like, because mm-hmm. they double down on, like, that game, like, being a realistic look, you know, and, like, really, really going for it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And um, it just doesn't seem like that is their. Is their what they're going for with Avengers, you know? So to mm-hmm. even, like, have that thought of, oh, like, let, let's, like, try and make it look cinematic, you know? is yeah. interesting in itself again, but I feel you, though. I feel you. Yeah, this is likely going to be going to be my holdup. Um, yeah. Again, still somewhat, I mean, definitely looking forward to it, just mainly just wanting to see how it all turns out yeah. and, and, like, how it all feels, you know, definitely. Yeah, I think if... We didn't see the presentation the other day, just based off my hope and my being interested in what they showed last year. 
more than most people were, I think. I might have given it a hype. But yeah, I after think. yesterday, mixed messaging, dude. Like, oh. I yeah. Like, how people were confused last year, I get it now. <laughs> I get the confusion. Yeah. So. Yeah. Still excited for it. Still want to try it. Still Definitely. would love to put hundreds of hours into that game with my buddies, but... Mm. I'm just hyped, too. Like, we always talk about it, but, like, man, like, the, like, the war table that we have, like, in December, right, near Game Awards, that's like, all right, guys, we're going to do House of M DLC, or, or we're going to do X-Men DLC. You know, like, seeing, like, those, like, comic arcs that they do yeah. as DLC, hopefully, you know, is, is going to mm-hmm. be really, really neat for sure. Yeah. Yeah, Definitely. I think there's absolutely a conversation to be had there, and when that beta comes out, we gotta just hash it all out. Definitely, because we, we talked a lot about what we want from this game post reactions this past week on the stream. But yeah, once we get our hands on that game, I think that's make or break, and I think that's when we have to be like, okay, what do we actually want out of Marvel's Avengers? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what I'm looking forward to. Honestly, like honestly, the beta more than the actual game. Because, like, I just want to try it as fast as possible and just see mm-hmm. what it's like for sure, 100%. Definitely. 100%. Same day. Same day. I'm excited for this, Kevin. Mm. Um, 40 bucks. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 Plus 2. Yes. Yes. It's coming. Uh, yes, it is. They want me to pre-order Avengers for the beta, right? shady you want me to pre-order tony hawk to play the warehouse from tony hawk's pro skater 2 hell yeah dude yeah that that did get a date right recently yep august 14th nice okay so relatively around the corner you know definitely coming up mm-hmm. interesting interesting that one i mean for 40 it's two games too dude i i'll I tell you i'm kind of sold dude it's gonna be a lot of fun I'm I'm really kind of so and like the, cause I keep thinking back to the nostalgic like me grinding on my Nintendo wow, skateboard grinding, uh on my Nintendo DS uh you know down the uh uh, train carts of San Francisco, Mm -hmm. you know on downhill jam, the 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 seminal Tony Hawk game, uh, I remember having a very relaxed vibe with that game you know so like I think it I. I think I'm probably gonna buy it. I'm 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 likely gonna buy it. Mm-hmm. You know, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I think that is the right call. You know, for <laughs> especially if you're doing. I mean, I mean, in terms of like you wondering about skateboarding games and trying to see what the hype's about. Right. Like, I think it's this one because ninety percent of the people that like skateboarding games started with Tony Hawk, yeah. uh, and it was either Pro Skater or Thug. For me, it was Thug. I eventually played Pro Skater, but like. Yeah, they're just solid. They're real fun, feel-good games, great music, uh, lots of fun tricks you can pull, lots of cool secrets. Um, is it, like, challenge? Like, is there, like, a... There's no, like, story through... There's a career mode. Oh, oh, really? Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Okay, cool. All right. In the original, so I'm assuming it's here, too, you can create a skater, create a board, create your look, your avatar, uh, travel the world to all these different locations try to you earn money by doing tricks and then you can use that money to unlock the new stages like so you can pay for your tour and like go on and do mm-hmm. stuff like that okay, most of it's cool. through menus with all that stuff but um gonna be a fun time nice okay cool cool 
right. Uh, next up, September 22nd, Destiny 2 Beyond Light. Oh, snap. I forgot this was on here. This is my hype, Kevin. Dude. Oh, shoot. Tony Hawk got really close. Tony Hawk, it, it was going to be, it was a coin toss. Oh, man. Oh, God. This hurt. Oh, I totally forgot about Destiny 2 expansion. Shoot. Oh, man. I mean, dude. I mean, what more can we say? Come on. Bring them on. Mm-hmm. Destiny expansion. Let's go. Beyond Light? Come on now. Ready to fight these pyramids, Kevin. <laughs> Let's do it. Absolutely. Eyes up, Guardian. Dude, everything they've said about this expansion and the roadmap for the next two years for Destiny 2, like... I'm so excited. It's very exciting. And a couple weeks back, I did, I started Forsaken. I still got to finish it, but like Last of Us happened. Yeah. It, it feels so good to be playing Destiny again. I missed it so much, and I did not realize how much I missed it, so we're both definitely having that realization of like man like we're we're like we really love destiny <laughs> like definitely def like i feel like we're we're both coming to that term of like man destiny is just great yeah. destiny is so good I love and destiny, like man. i'm glad it's happening now because the way they're talking about it it sounds like lightfall might be the end wait what like oh, it's, oh, it's, that that like third, right? Yeah, in twenty twenty two, it sounds like they might be like sunsetting Destiny then, because they said they want to have a new franchise by twenty twenty five, I think, or their next one will be out by twenty twenty five. Yeah. So, if if we only got a couple more years left of Destiny, I'm glad I'm hopping back in right now, so I can be there for it, because I love this series, I love this game. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Shush. Man, that's a good hype one. I tell you, that's a good hype one. Man, that's a really good hype one. Yeah. Mm. Like, all the new story content they're adding here, being able to go back to the Cosmodrome, uh, seeing the birthplace of the Exos, like, it's going to be sick. It's going to be really cool. It's going to tease the next two years of content. This is what I wanted out of Avengers. Destiny's doing it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, We got... Do we have any more stuff? We got... Not that Karen think off the top of my head that's it that's the end i mean if we want to talk hypothetical massive agree massive for august is that even really happening i don't know well nobody ever said august i just thought august made sense i thought someone said august dang did did i take your prediction of august as like something that like a jeff grubb would say Probably, I think what happened is like you kept saying you wanted to commit to the Mafia trilogy, which is coming at the end of August, and I was like, you want to commit to a trilogy when the Mass Effect trilogy might be very soon after. Like, uh, I see, I see, I see. Good point. So, good point. But um, Kevin, do you have a hype pick out of the ones we just ran through? Is it Ghost? I won't blame you if your hype is Ghost and my hold up is Ghost. That's fine. You know what? As I do, I'm going to double down. May I? I'm going to double down. You know, I think bold statements are about to be made here. I think I think there's something to ghosts. Okay. That is going <laughs> to... I think there's something that we're not... That we don't know yet. You know, 
I think I think there's I think they're there I think there might be something here. You know, and I mean I just did a combat video about the uh game, you know. And the combat seems you know, there's it, it it's a lot more in depth than like what they're putting off publicly. Okay. Besides what they post in the blog. I mean, I don't know. I'm very hopeful for Ghost of Tsushima. And I love Sucker Punch as a studio. I love them to death. You know what I'm saying? Um, screw it. I want Double Down. That's my hype pick. Let's do okay. it. Okay. So, to, re- to recap, uh, for hypes, my hype pick, Destiny 2, Beyond Light. Kevin's, Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, your holdup was Avengers, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I think it's safe to say that one. And my holdup is Ghost of Tsushima. Let's do it. So, uh, always love these episodes. Always love going through the releases. And honestly, I think this is the first time so far that, well, that's not true. But I was going to say, I feel like the, there's more unknowns that could drop in this time frame that we don't know about yet than the past two times we did this. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. This time feels weird. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Pretty light. I agree. I agree. I don't mind. Because I, I don't want to spend money. <laughs> I do not mind either, my friend. Mm-hmm. I definitely don't. Well, uh, that is our hypes and holdups for the next quarter. Uh, listeners, I know Jack's listening. Would love to hear. Love to hear your hypes. Love to hear your holdups. Uh, if there's one we missed, because we didn't touch on Xbox. Oh, where's West of Dead? West of Dead should be on this list for Switch. Oh, snap. No, that is a very... Yeah, shout out West of Dead for Switch. Shout out for that one. A- yeah, shout absolutely. out. Absolutely. Maybe it was on there because like, it's not like a brand new... Well, no, because they had re-releases on there. Oh, yeah. So, I don't or, know. I don't know. Well, shout, well, yeah, shout West of Dead one. is coming in August. So That one's going to get played for sure. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. Well, <clears throat> regardless, uh, if you want to shout anything out that we missed or what we were wrong about please let us know uh so if you would like to plug anything kevin my gracious co-host do so please youtube.com size plays in source um some more videos of course about ghost of tsushima as well as our two dedicated podcasts uh, about exclusives road to part two as well as road to ghost of tsushima uh come up during the weekend as well check out that as mm-hmm. well as uh, if you want to watch last was part two if for some reason you couldn't get the game or you want to watch a full playthrough of it? It is in playlist. Uh, is on a playlist on on YouTube.com/slash/playlist/source. Last was part two playthrough. Um, by the time you're watching this, is likely no, not even likely. Hundred percent is completed uh, mm-hmm. for your enjoyment. So check out that if you want that, as well as mm-hmm. my personal Twitter at the KDS the KDS one two three and the playlist and source Twitter at PS Source Vids. Very nice. Yeah, I can recommend. I, I was able to pop into a couple of those last of us streams because I've been ahead of you the whole time, mm-hmm. and even if I couldn't catch it live when I woke up, when, when, once you were done, I pulled up the stream. I was like, okay, I want to fast forward to this part. I want to see what he said here, what he what he thought of this. Uh, so the reactions, they're good. Um, and I guess I'll buff this up too. You got some plans for some spoiler talks for your Last of Us. We do. We do. Um, so look out for that. Yeah, yeah. We're. I think it's gonna be probably like a world tour. We're all gonna be doing like, cause I, we're gonna. 
I mean, I want to do one dedicated for Joy Clicks, one for PS Source. Like, we're we're gonna just talk a lot about part mm-hmm. two. I think, yeah, because by the way, I mean, not done with the game yet, but like this game definitely is deserving of very very long discussions. Yeah, for sure. I can't Absolutely. wait. I can't wait. Um, well, if you want to follow me on Twitter or Instagram, it's at Chris and Buckley. If you're watching the show on YouTube, you're on youtube.com slash joyclicks, where you can also see a show that uh, Kevin, myself, and Jack Martin have been working on together called Once in a Generation. The the big the big one has mm. begun. Mm. Did, a little, did a little teaser a couple weeks ago. We did the top 10 best new IP of the generation. That was fun, right? Yep. Indeed. It's it's real now. The top fifty games of this gen. It's happening. Numbers fifty to forty one. It's live right now. Put a card up on here. I never do that. I'll put a card on this video. Um, so you can watch that. You can see what we chose. The honestly, I was thinking about this. There's some picks on that fifty to forty one that people are gonna be mad they're not higher. Oh, oh, I know, I know. Yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait to view how they feel about it for I, sure. For I sure. was editing it earlier today, and I think I remember 48 or something. I I was thinking about it because I was just I was seeing it on my timeline, and I was like, "Is there really 47 games that are better than this? <laughs> really? Wait, our 48 pick? I think 48. It's like between 50 to 50 or 50 to 47 is one of those three. Hmm. So, if you're curious, check out the video. Uh, but if you're listening to us, you're on podcast service like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, a variety of others. If you can do so, if you like the show, if you'd like to support us in case of the worst possible scenario, we would appreciate it if you left us a review or a rating with the little star symbols that you can use to rate your enjoyment. But that's going to do it. That was a long one. Went by kind of fast for me, honestly. Yeah, I'm. wow, it's 7 p.m. Wow. Would you look at that? That was over two hours because we have to stitch in that first little bit that got mucked up. Shout out to my Mac for, uh, you know, holding it down. It's all good. Holding it down. Well, uh, that's going to do it for this week. Hope next week's chill. I hope the next week is chill, dude. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, but until then, it's pizza time. It's pizza time. It's pizza time.